The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast. Welcome to it. Brand new episode. And from wherever you are listening to this, in your car, doing the dishes, at the office, we thank you. Thank you so much for joining us each and every week like you do, like we know you do. Thank you so much. And we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary in May. 10 years as a podcast, of course. Uh, Before that, we did it on the radio, uh, on, on my radio show. But uh, we took it complete to podcast. Uh, It'll be coming up on 10 years now. And uh, there are celebrations planned. I'll let you know more about that. I don't see it as just the month of May that we celebrate the 10-year anniversary. I see it as a year-long celebration. So a party could break out at any moment. (laughs) And you're buying. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Oh, we got a good episode. The episode is uh, referred to as, or whatever. That's the name of the episode. Or whatever. And uh, a lot of good stuff in this episode. We uh, uh, Jimmy will review Tomb Raider for us. Jimmy and Counts. Uh, also a couple of other movies. And if you stay till the very end, uh, you can hear a contentious interview with uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger and Bella Thorne that uh, Jimmy had for the movie Midnight Sun. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk about the, the new infinity war trailer and and new gods and and marvel versus dc and it's 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 gonna be great uh, coming you're gonna like this episode i think and we're particularly drinky it is a third show now we have to thank our sponsors of course for making it all possible dr volt's comic connection reminding you that on saturday march 31st back issues and graphic novels will be 20 to 50 percent off that's a day to go and stock up on all the stuff that we talked about like that infinity gauntlet and all that so uh, back issues and graphic novels, 20 to 50% off on March 31st at uh, 2043 East 3300 South. That's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. And, of course, our friends at Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South, 700 East. It's Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. Go in and say hi to Dave and uh, get yourself some action figures. or you know they got all kinds of stuff. I'm, I'm serious. You could get lost in there for hours. Uh, Also, the Twin Sons Cafe, now serving breakfast and lunch from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day but Tuesday. Uh, Chef Daniel, our old friend, describes the food as Americana with a Southwest Mexican influence. He can accommodate all sorts of diets. He just wants to serve you a good, wholesome meal at 2305 South Highland Drive in Salt Lake City. Of course, Black Velvet Boutique. uh, Oh, until the 8th of April, from now until the 8th of April... Go see Black Velvet Boutique, mention Geek Show, and you will receive 30% off lingerie. 30% off all lingerie if you mention Geek Show. Think of the cosplay opportunities and the sexy opportunities. 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Black Velvet Boutique. Go see them. Also, of course, uh, Valley Office Systems. Stop worrying about expensive repairs to your office printer. Run your business like the professionals do. Get a contract for superior service along with the highest quality Rico or Kyocera printers from Valley Office Systems. Go to valleyofficesystems.com. All right, let's get this show on the road. It's called, or whatever, and we'll have it for you after a message or two. Please to enjoy. Rico or Kyocera. That should mean something to you, especially if you're looking for a copier or printer. 
because they're considered the highest quality printers and copiers. And Valley Office Systems can put Rico or Kyocera in your office for a lot less than you probably thought. Plus, the service to back them up. Set up your free consultation at valleyofficesystems.com and find out what it's like to have the best. Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Let's see what's happening in the month of March 2018 at Dr. Volt's. On Saturday, March 31st, all back issues and graphic novels will be 20 to 50% off. That's a great chance for you to save some money at Dr. Volt's that day. Also look for Immortal Men. There is a secret history to the DC universe of heroes who have protected humanity from the shadows since the dawn of time and who can live forever. Enter the Immortal Men. Superstar writer Jim Lee headlines on this next chapter of the new wave of DC heroes. Look for Oblivion Song by Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead. Image presents Oblivion Song. A decade ago, 300,000 citizens of Philadelphia were suddenly lost in oblivion. The government made every attempt to recover them, but after many years, they gave up. Nathan Cole won't. He makes daily trips, risking his life to try and rescue those still living in the apocalyptic hellscape of oblivion. But maybe Nathan is looking for something else. Why can't he resist the siren call of oblivion song? Also, Dr. Bolts wants you to be aware of Edison Bell, the original maker. Velody Studios' latest Kickstarter project is Edison Bell, the original maker. Edison Bell reprints over 500 pages of stories and do-it-yourself projects from the golden age of comics. Read along as Edison Bell foils kidnappings and saboteurs with homemade inventions and then instructs you on how you can build them at home. Back to Kickstarter today. Open seven days a week. The hold service is free. And with that, you get a 10% discount of purchases over $20 or more. And the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Welcome back to the basement. Woohoo! What a basement it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it was funny because that uh, special episode we did a few weeks ago where we're... Jay was the only regular panelist that was here. Mm-hmm. Other than you. Uh, other than myself. Right. And, uh, of course, we had Kiki and Carrie. They'd been, they'd been here before. So. Yeah. And they're here in spirit right freaking now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the, other, the other two guys, I don't think they had been here in the basement. And uh, Paul's never been down here? I don't think Paul's been down here. And, and it was really interesting because, um, oh, this is embarrassing. I'm going to forget his name. Um, it's Robert Neal. Stefan. Dr. Paul Stephon, White. Stefan. Yeah. Yeah. It was Stefan said, I walked in and I saw the sign and I got a little choked up. Oh. Because the sign on, on the, the doorway to my studio here is, it says the Jeff Michael Weiss Memorial Podcast Theater. And it was up on the... And it was... It, that was up at originally at Comic-Con yeah, after he passed away. When, when he passed, they named one of the rooms because they had a bunch of podcasts there. And then uh, I think it was Ryan gave that to me to... To put up here, but uh, Stefan said that uh, he said I saw that and I choked up a little bit because uh, yeah, it was it was just kind of interesting. Uh, the, well, the, the, don't come over to my house, then I have a wall that'll kill you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's full of knives. <laughs> no, you, yeah. uh, but anyway, I uh, just uh, I just I, I I bring this up because I want to mention once again that the tenth anniversary of this show as a podcast. I need to emphasize that people think just ten years. Seems oh, longer. No. No. no, we did it longer. We, it was on the radio. Yeah, we started just like Gunsmoke and and uh, mm-hmm. in General Hospital. We started yeah. on the radio, and I can't, <laughs> and I can't remember how many years we did it. Forty two <laughs> on the radio. I don't think it was that. 
it, but we only did like four episodes yeah. a year. Yeah, but the Maybe. show the show but. started as what my wife lovingly refers to "Who Can Make Carrie Laugh" yes. was the name of the show, <laughs> and it usually involved brunch or some sort of Indian food. Yes. and it was "Who Can Do the Best Apu Impersonation?" Who remembers <laughs> the lines of dialogue from The Simpsons? Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can make Carrie laugh, then you got the last piece of non. <laughs> <laughs> Extra non for you. Yeah, that's always a good question. Anyway. The best, best Simpsons line. Simpson, eh? That's the quintessential Simpsons line. <laughs> Simpson, eh? <Yeah. laughs> Mr. Burns. No, it's, yeah. my, oh, my hot plate was in there. I only had two more payments to pay that off. My, my dad's favorite line from The Simpsons is, uh, slather me up, woman. It's uh, groundskeeper <laughs> Willie. Yeah. With the get, oil. Get the, yeah, so he can go up in the vents. I, I have a favorite line from The Simpsons, and what I love about it is how existential it is. Mm. Ralph Wiggum says... Your God is wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that can be used yeah. so many different ways. Yep. So, I think mine is... Uh, That's yeah. how we got meth mouth out of a burnout paradise. Yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is Mo Sislak, and most of you ladies know me as Hey, You Behind the Bushes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's too many for me to choose one. So many good lines. Yeah, it's not that many shows that have been on longer than you've been alive. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that show, I mean, I remember going, uh, I was getting upset because my school would have like uh, roller skating events, kind of thing like that, and it'd be on Thursday nights when Simpsons was on. Yep. I mean, and that's when I was seven, like yeah. six or seven, give or take. Wow. I think if I, yeah. had to, if I had to choose, it'd probably be when Lisa drinks the water out of the uh, the ride, the ride yeah. and her eyes go crazy, and she says, I can see through time. The poorly animated Beatles reference in that same episode. Look out for that poorly rendered drawing of Queen Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, uh, introducing the panel, he missed The Simpsons because of skating events. Jimmy Martin. Hey, uh, watch me on KSL or Big Booby Mouth Off or uh, Read Me and Slug, uh, Arrow. Geek Show and Mediocre Show. Uh, yeah. Oh, interviews mm. at the end of this one. I got to stay till the end of this episode. It's it's not the big one quite yet, uh, but it's for a movie called Midnight Sun. Uh, a, a girl named Bella Thorne is in it. Yes, you've seen her in a few things. Yes. She was in The Duff and uh, Scream. She's done quite a few things. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> but this guy who I, I've never really seen before, at least I didn't think I had. Uh, his name's uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger. It's Arnold's kid. That's my son. <laughs> uh, Arnold, is that the one you made with the maid? No, this is my legitimate son. He's the one with the regular size face. The no other one's name is Patrick Maid. <laughs> so. His last name is Maid. Yes, his, oh, name, his is Maid. name is His name is Moonface Maid Boy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we call him Skillet when we're hungry. You can, <laughs> fry. can make a bagel on his face. You can fry an egg on his face, man. That's going to be my first question, too. Are you the one from the, from the maid? Wait, Who's, yeah. Uh, are you? Now what's Wait, the, did you pop? Did you pop out of the uh, the Maria or the fucking maid? Which one? Which what, M? Which M? Which what's, M? What's the name of the movie? It's called Midnight Sun. Midnight Sun. S O N. All right, definitely the maid. Which is oddly enough the the name of that other son he has, Midnight Sun. What a coincidence! Yeah. All right, I just uh, wanted to have the babies. <laughs> Lee George Cade, everybody. Hi. How you doing? Hi. Oh, I guess I'm unemployed now. <laughs> I don't. Jesus Christ! What I just want to keep things interesting. I'm not really unemployed. If you're only like, what I, happened in the last twenty minutes? I said, was, uh, I got kicked out of Burnout Paradise, and oh. the 
The events that led to my eviction from the trailer park actually caused uh, all of my lines of credit to dry up, and uh, <laughs> my business was shut down by the by the health department. And you'll see it all on the most exciting burnout paradise yet. Yeah, I just can't believe they caught me with that flamingo. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, if you, if you actually want to see me in real life, not the fiction of burnout paradise coming to CW this fall, um, we're at uh, Vegan I'm- Essential. I'm, I'm workshopping it. You should. You really should. Vegan Agenda, we're at 145 East, Suite 2, uh, 145 East, 1300 South, Suite 201. We've got all kinds of fun stuff there, or you can just search Vegan Essential, or Vegan Essentials is another company, and I need to stop plugging them. Vegan <laughs> Agenda. Uh, What's, going on? On, What's going on? We're on Etsy, and uh, we'll, we'll send you some jerky that makes all your mouth parts feel good. And we've got a new flavor coming out, a smoky maple, that's uh, quite quite tasty. Oh, no, good. No actual spiciness to it, so oh, good. even, even okay. Carrie can eat it. Thank you. Um <laughs> made just for me yeah so if i ever invite you over it's it's non-spicy food and frou-frou drinks that's right so make him some melba toast flavored (laughs) (laughs) you like melba jerky no melba jerky was one of my favorite npr uh reporters (laughs) her hushed tones it reminds me of the simpsons again for some reason with tamaco Mm, this tastes like grandma Like good. I want some tomaco right now. All right. Can't sleep. The clown will get me. He wants some tomaco right now. He's Shannon Barnson. Hey, it's me, everybody. <laughs> Shannon. He hasn't been voted out of Burnout Paradise yet. Hey, I'm trying to be a more positive person. So I want to, I just want to. Okay. Like, I want to do some mindfulness. I'm, let's okay. all be mindful. Let's be mindful. Let's yeah, let's do that. Live in the moment. And, like, I just. Right in the now. I just want to say to everybody that's listening. Yes. Right now. No matter how you feel. Right? Yes. Whatever. <laughs> I'm being that, super serious that's here. Your, that's your advice? No, no. No matter how you feel. No, no matter how you feel. Whatever. No. It's the Shannon pause. It came back to bite you in the butt this Sorry. time. That's how you get voted off. Um, you know, we all get down. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. We all might, like, look down on ourselves. Whatever. 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 Uh, <laughs> I just want to say to you Whatever. that there's somebody out there that, just, that looks up to you and thinks you're just great. It's just and I'm just tall. hold that, hold that in your heart. And yes, I'm even talking to you, you miserable fuck up. <laughs> even you, even me. Are you staring at Tony or Carrie? No, it's, I'm staring into our. <laughs> Somehow he's staring I, at both. <laughs> I'm staring into the listenership. He's in the space yeah. right here. I'm making eye contact with it's you. This is Ruth Buzzy Eye. Let's come back to haunt him. <laughs> come to my pub quiz. <laughs> Wednesday <Whatever>. nights. Whatever. Eight <laughs> thirty ish. Fuck it. Who cares? Whatever. It's great. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. He is the uh, designated driver and producer of the program. He is Quad D. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Check me out on Twitter at Quati Tony or whatever. And <laughs> I just start doing that all the time now. Uh, or always here on the Geek Show or on the Gadget Spot every other week with Jaron Owen and a surprise guest panelist. Woo-hoo. All right, whatever. Uh, but whatever. Uh, well, <laughs> we can't. He hasn't said whatever once. And no. He's our host, Carrie Jackson. Oh hi, uh, Monday through Friday, six to ten, x ninety six dot com. Or whatever. (laughs) It's like in bed, but better. Whatever. Whatever. Or whatever. Um, (laughs) Everything, every inspirational quote I read from now on, I'm just going to add a comma. Or whatever. Whatever. (laughs) The 
the walk of a thousand miles begins with just one step or, or whatever. Whatever, whatever. Whatever, you know. Your customers don't demand you to be perfect. They just demand you to fix your mistakes quickly or whatever. <laughs> so that's the new motto at Denny's. <laughs> yep. The truth is, is that when you only saw two sets of footprints, that was when I was carrying you. It doesn't make any sense. You or, said, or whatever. You said two sets of footprints. Ah, oh, you guys, I don't, know how, I don't know how feet work. <laughs> yeah. Take a step, I'm not and a... then step to the side. Take another step, step to the side. That's how Tuscan, oh, Ra- God, that's how Tuscan Raiders walk in this age. Yeah. That's right. You can seal their numbers. <laughs> and, and I'll never forget when Churchill was talking about uh, the beginning of the war and uh, a day that will live in infamy or whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. We choose to go to the moon, not oh. because it's difficult, but because we can, or whatever. <laughs> Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country, or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. I was thinking, yes, we can. Oh, or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> that's, that works. That's the, that's the new presence. <laughs> yeah. We might be able to, uh, or whatever. <laughs> Nobody Some, works here anymore. No, I, I actually I saw it. I gotta do everybody's job. <laughs> it's something, something, no collusion. <laughs> or whatever. Make yeah, America whatever. great again. Or, or whatever. whatever. <laughs> well, he's, well, he's certainly achieving. The yeah, exactly. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, or whatever. He's, he's getting hey, guys, that. let's not get political. Uh, here's, uh, here's uh, just levied a 700% tariff on podcasts. Uh-oh. Or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. We can't afford that. This is our last episode. I know, right? <laughs> we won't even make it to the 10th anniversary. Uh, all right. Now I've got... Uh, Whatever. Yeah. This is... Uh, I'm not sure how to... I'll just read it to you. Okay. Uh, Mark Millar. Mm-hmm. Comic book writer. Yeah. Kick-ass. He's written for both you know, DC and Marvel. He's Salt. He's uh, penned quite a few memorable characters that have been brought to life on the big screen. The Hit Girls. Yeah. In a recent interview... He was asked why he thinks that DC hasn't been able to match Marvel's success. Oh, let's see what he has to say in, in the about movies this. or in the comics. Mr. In, Millar in the movies. In the all oh, in the in the okay. yeah. in yeah, the movies. What's, what's your answer? Because if you want to look at successful comics, oh, DC done. sales are usually higher are than they? Marvel. Yeah, uh, but he's talking about specifically the movies. Why hasn't DC been able to match Marvel's success? He said, "Quote: <clears throat> It's really simple." Oh, is it now? <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Whatever. Hey, calm it down there, Juice. <laughs> the, the DC characters aren't cinematic. Ooh, I don't know about that. Here's what he says. And I say that as a massive DC fan, he says, who uh, much prefers their characters to Marvel. Uh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, some of my favorites. But I think these oh, characters... No mention of the Green Lantern. <laughs> I think these characters, with the exception of Batman, they aren't based around their secret identity. They're based around their superpower... Whereas the Marvel characters tend to be based around the personality of Matt Murdock or Peter Parker or an individual X fallibility of the individual. It's about the character. DC, DC outside of Batman is not about the character. With Batman, you can understand him and you can go uh, worry about him. But with someone like Green Lantern, oh. he, he has this ring that allows him to create three D physical manifestations and green plasma with thoughts in his head. But He's allergic to the color yellow. How do, you, how do you make a movie with that? In 1952, that made perfect sense, but now the audience have no idea what that would be all about. He continued. 
He says, he what re- a chode. He says, people are going <laughs> to, people are going to slam me for this. We just did. But I think the evidence is there. He says, we've seen great directors, great writers, great actors, tons of money thrown at them, but these films aren't working. I think they are all too far away from when they were created. And again, he made reference to 1952. Yeah. Uh, something feels a little old about them. Kids look at these characters and they don't feel that cool. Even Superman. I love Superman, but he belongs to an America that doesn't exist anymore. Agreed. He represents he represents 20th century America, and I think he peaked then. We're we're very cynical now as hmm. a people, and I don't think we have that uh, unbridled gosh gee golly optimism. That's that, why we need him. I was going to say that's why we need a that's Superman. What, that's like what that. makes him important. We also have uh, we also have what I like to call the Hulk conundrum. You can't make civil war with Hulk. If you had Hulk, he would have civil, just yeah, kicked it, everyone's butt. Exactly, it, game over. You mm-hmm. would have had to then put Thor on the other side of the fight and just to balance that out, and then mm-hmm. you know might as well just make a Thor hanging out with the Hulk movie. Uh, Although he had Vision, who was easily one of the more powerful characters, but, right? But they they could figure out yeah. a way to deal with them. Um, so but, why couldn't they figure out a way to deal with DC characters? Yeah. I mean, Wonder Woman was great. Wonder Woman worked. I like the there's, Dark Knight movies. There's a, when Grant Morrison relaunched Justice League in the early 90s, uh, well, late 90s, there was a, a great storyline where uh, Batman fucked up because he had his secret files on everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, people started taking JSAers down, the big hitters. Mm-hmm. They started taking them down. And there was kind of a, a, a great bit where um, Superman's laughing at a guy who's torturing him with kryptonite and because the only leaguer left is Batman. And the guy's like, well, he doesn't have any powers. I'm not that worried about him. So that's, that's your mistake. He already knows how to take you down. Yeah. So you have – but you do have a problem there because if you have your original seven leaguers, really, why is Batman in that mix when you've got literal fucking gods walking the earth? Well, uh, Batman's but, in the mix because he's the strategist. He is the strategist, he's but you strategist. had to—he's the brain. He's the you detective. had to make him that to balance the scales. Yeah. Mm, okay. And, no, because I mean, we all we all laughed our asses off when they had the when Superman finally showed up in Justice League, <laughs> yeah. and all of yeah. a sudden and they all took off like that, and all you know when the fight's all done, like Batman comes running up, like yeah, what a miss, you know? yeah. <laughs> and, uh, what happened? Exactly. So I mean, like, yeah, some things aren't going to work. That's that's writing difficulty. That doesn't mean it can't be done. Well, and a good writer works with that. Sure. A good writer works with that or says, well, uh, you know, maybe we don't have our God level hitter in this storyline. Yeah. So, or you we, can even we, go, have, we have Speedy taking the watchtower over because everyone else has been taken out of commission. Go, the, go the other direction and just have a super bonkers story with people that have crazy huge powers and mm-hmm. they don't rely on their alter egos to tell the emotion of the story. They tell the emotion as their godlike like beings. Epic battle. Exactly. Sure. But I think, I think he's kind of got a point though because if you, you get into it, what we watch cinematically is is relativity, right? You kind of want to relate to your characters, and I can't relate to Superman. I oh, can't. I do every day. Well, <laughs> you might relate to that struggle of having unbridled, unstoppable power yeah. and just your humanity <laughs> keeping that in check. Uh, you know, it's it. the truth, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. So fucking hard. <laughs> but that—that's the challenge of Superman, right? Yeah. yeah. He could do anything. He could. That—that's what makes Superman great is that he's not Zod, because he could be. Well, not Zod, but then that's why you have a character like Lex Luthor that can almost outsmart him. Mm-hmm. So you work outspend with that. him. You what? Outspend him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's ways to work around it. Yeah, I mean, it's not always going to work, but I think, I mean, I think you're about to see it happen in uh, uh, Infinity War. Sure. Because Thor and them are back. So. And, it, and it's funny because out of all of the heroes, I should relate to Superman more. I mean, because I was adopted, 
I grew up on a farm. These were my parents. Yeah, I did have other parents. I have a lot more in common with Superman. And your powers. And, and my hey, powers, and of course. superpowers. You know, all those. You can fly. It's the, the, it's the, you know, being able to fry an egg without a stove. It's just it's great. Just, just awesome. I'm sure. Uh, but, but I should relate to him more, but I don't. You know? And, and I, I, I wonder. Did you ever like him as a kid? Yeah, but it was very superficial. Yeah. When, when I was a little kid and I played superheroes with uh, the kid that lived next door, Brian Carson, he always wanted to be Superman. And I always wanted to be Batman. See, I always wanted to be Batman, too. I think the problem... And mom, mom made me a Batman cake. I think the problem you know? cinematically with the cinematic DC universe has very little to do with the actual characters and everything to do with Christopher Nolan. Mm. Um, when Christopher Nolan relaunched Batman and made it, you know, this this grimdark paradise. Uh, and if you go back and watch them, one of the three actually still works really well. It's the the second one, uh, Dark, Knight. Dark Knight Rises. Just the Dark Knight. Uh, there's there's something about it that's very palpable and real, and it feels really good. Uh, the first one and the third one, they just don't click with me anymore like they did. And it's it's that grim dark yeah. feeling to it. And he's an executive producer on all of the new movies. He's he's still involved. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So you watch <clears throat> Justice League, he's an executive producer and you it's easy to say that the producer's just the money, but there's still influence there. Oh, Zack yeah. Snyder's it's, it's still his world. Yeah. yeah, Zack Snyder still has a, a a lot of to contribute. He'll always be an executive producer on that. And I think Snyder did some good work in the DC universe, but you'll have that Nolan just that that pessimistic Darkness, that yeah. that overbearing uh, oppressiveness that that uh, Nolan's Dark Knight mm-hmm. movies had, and I don't know if we want that in our world right now. There's a place for it. Right now, we need we need Superman. We don't need tortured Superman. We need this fucking we need beacon of color. hope. Yeah, beacon well, of I hope. I think man. your next one that you're yeah. going to get, at least in the DC, is uh, I mean, you got it with Wonder Woman, I think. And it, well, that's why Wonder Woman worked. Yeah. Because we watched Wonder Woman, and we're like, oh my god, there's a hero. Yeah. There's somebody who. There's somebody. The No Man's Land scene alone. She oh, got yeah. up. She she dropped the trench coat. She got up and she charged across. Like the we can't leave yeah. these people. And you know? I I heart. There wasn't my a lot of moping in that movie. No, yeah. no. There's not a lot of slow motion cape twirling going on while I, you're thinking of what you're going to do next. I think the next one, though, is going to be Aquaman. It is. Aquaman is, like, could that, be amazing. Yeah. Don't know yet. I don't know. Obviously, but. The thing is, as I watched Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and then I watched Justice League, mm-hmm. and I just don't know why this isn't happening, I want to see that Joker going up against that Batman. Yeah. I want to see that. That would they, be a I don't good think you foil. ever will. I think and, they were trying to lead up to that, but they can't. And keep there's their bets the thing is that they, why why they're not jumping on that right away? I don't know. Well, yeah. and you get, they're having trouble deciding what to do with this next Batman movie. You get the Nolan Snyder poop monster complex with with Suicide Squad, where you yeah. had your villain. Your villain was the Joker. Why why was why, that not yeah. the villain? Why did you bring in that extra villain? We yeah. don't know. Why did you have to? I mean, because up until you bring in Egyptian poop monster, it's actually a pretty effective movie. Yeah. And if they had just gone with, oh, we're going to save Amanda Waller, who's really not likable and shouldn't necessarily be saved no. you know, from the Joker, that's a cool movie. Mm-hmm. You know? I just, yeah, I just don't understand why they, they've got such a great universe. I mean, the DC yeah. universe, admittedly, I'm a Marvel guy, but the DC universe, there's a lot of stuff you can do there. There are a lot of and, characters. And so many, like, weird, fun characters you can mess around with. Definitely. And the people that do it the best are um, the- the, uh, the TV shows. The, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, man. Because yep. yep. that, that show cracks me up. They well, don't give one flying fuck. Exactly. And, like, They're not afraid of who they are. That's what yeah. makes it good is the fact that they'll just decide to go bonkers with the stuff. Dude, 
How good was it to see Constantine back? It was oh, awesome. It I was, wish they'd make him a regular. Yeah. They, he needs to be a regular. Yeah. Well, in your Justice no. League Dark storyline that they had Guillermo del Toro on and a whole bunch of other directors that are going to try to to do this as a t- as a movie, and it should probably just be a TV series. That yeah. uh, went away, actually. That's a shame, because yeah. Constantine, uh, Swamp Thing, Zatanna, uh, I mean, that would be a fun Constantine show. Constantine is getting his own animated series on their, uh, their app. CW their app, Seed. The Seed. So, so I watch lots of no, yeah. but I just love it. They, Riverdale commercials. They, yeah. Yeah. Like I noticed the other day, like in Rip's office or or somewhere, uh, there was a uh, Bawana Beast mask, and I was like, "Oh my god, what?" Well, that and the Mister Miracle helmet is still in there yeah. too. Uh, I, uh, there are just so many. Uh, why why aren't they mining these things? I mean, if you if you can make an Ant Man movie, as yeah, we pointed yeah. out before, no, and that's yeah. You know why isn't DC mining? I had know? a few friends that thought that I was not that I didn't like Justice League, and that's. Absolutely false. No, I, I did it. like Justice League, yeah. But I mean, and there, there was the the big scene where there, where Zeus and all the immortals are fighting oh, with the Amazons against cool. the against uh, Stupid Head and his stupid army. And yeah. yeah, well, Stupid Head and Steppenwolf, pretty much that. Also, wrong villain for your first Justice League. Yeah, movie. yeah. But yeah, yeah, with the Green Lantern scene and all that other shit, I, it was it was greatness. Well, well I, I mean, it, again, that that movie was, I, it had its problems, but yeah. seeing. You guys, yeah. you the DC fans, yeah. it's getting got, it, so excited because this was your team and they were yeah. finally up there and they were doing yeah. it. And and for me, that gave it that extra point, they, that extra star. I, I think it, if they know. had followed, if they'd followed the lead, they started with the Flash and Cyborg because as I was watching their relationship develop, I was going, okay, cool. These that they exactly. feel right. They feel right. And yeah. as you're watching Justice League and you watch that Flash character and you mm-hmm. say to yourself, that's the next natural place to go is to make right. a Flash movie. Right. But they're having trouble with it. They're having trouble. Which doesn't make any sense either be no because like, yeah, it should be an easy story to you tell. You should say, here's your foundation. Go with it. Yep. And, but they're having trouble finding a director because they gave a and perfect a writer. The, the jumping off point at the end of Justice League where he goes to his dad and says, "Look, I made it. I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a criminal justice a CSI now. A CSI now. Mm-hmm. And then boom, start the movie right there. Now, see, the more that we talk about it, the more I realize why DC can't get their shit together. They don't have a Kevin Feige. Mm-mm. No. They thought they were going to get it with Jeff Johns. They thought. But he hasn't really had enough time to do it yet either. Well, I think that the Warner Brothers people are stepping in too much. So I'm just going to give you like an example. Guardians of the Galaxy. Remember when... Good example. When we said... You you were like, they're going to make a Guardians of the Galaxy And we're like, are you you sure? And that was at that point, (laughs) one of me and like Jeffy's best... Like one of our favorite titles of all time. Yeah. You know? And we were sitting there going, "Oh fuck, that, that's stupid, right?" Even us who loved <laughs> you it, guys like, loved it. Yeah. That would never work, yeah. right? Yeah. But like, so like Marvel, I think they just have people come up, come in with like good ideas, and they just go, "You go ahead and make that. We, we'll probably fuck with you. A little. Maybe yeah. we'll fuck with you so bad you're going to leave Ant Man, you know, or whatever." But, yeah. Um, like, could you ever see Warner Brothers? Somebody comes in with a great idea for Inspector Chimp. Who, yes, is a... That's a DC character. That's a DC character. He's a super detective, uh, and he's a talking monkey. I Carrie. want it! He dresses like well, Sherlock Holmes, Carrie. Well, we had Lancelot Link's secret yeah, yeah. chimp when I was a kid. So, but, yeah. but, like, <laughs> could you see Warner Brothers spending $100 million on uh, an expen- yes. Inspector Chimp movie? No. But you kind of you kind of go back and to... And it'd be all dark. All his stories are, like, dark and noir, and he works with the, um, with the Justice League dark yeah. and stuff like that. If you, if you go back to Suicide Squad, though, you can literally see where... 
I think you can almost see where the studio stepped in, and they said, "Well, no, we need a CGI battle at the end." Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's almost like the almost like the Green Lantern movie, which which actually really worked with the space stuff and the training and the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, the ten minutes they were on Oa was awesome. Yeah, yeah. and then you get to it, and they're like, "Well, you know, you know what resonates though? Spider Man Two had a sixty two percent female poll because of the romance angle, so we need to make sure that we've got a romance angle." And uh, by the way, we've got a CGI budget. We need a giant poop yeah, cloud at the end. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's just it, it well, really does feel like they said, okay, well, we need this huge epic battle with a supernatural entity with a bunch of characters that don't have supernatural powers. And Hot Wheels gave us some money. Make sure there's a Hot Wheels reference mm-hmm. in there. So <laughs> I, 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 I did see I did see a thing where Time might be selling off. Uh, I saw a little bit about that too. Time Warner might be selling off DC. I, really? I doubt that'll. I don't. It's gonna be weird when but. Disney plunks down the money for that. And then it's all over. It's just over. Oh, my gosh. Yes, our collection is complete. (laughs) My head would explode. Bow before us! Oh, I want to... Benicio Del Toro putting the DC logo up on his shelf (laughs) and walking away. (laughs) I just... I can't wait for the Vision to defeat Superman. (laughs) Oh, shit. No, it would be the... It would be the the Vision... Fuck your talk about, man. It would be the Vision fighting Martian Manhunter is what it would be. I'm fucking with Shannon. (laughs) Don't start something you can't finish, boy. That's right. Uh, we're going to do some broken news. And it's then, broken. And then we're going to find out where you listen to this podcast. What are you doing? <laughs> what do you do? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why? We'll do that coming hey, up. Whatever. I, we, whatever. Better not, we better not get anything from a lathe operator because lathing is dangerous. That's right. And I don't want you chuckling at something uh, funny. Yeah. Losing a finger. And losing a finger on the lathe. Right. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, are you doing all the work? I mean, are you having groceries, ingredients shipped to your home, and then you're doing all the work? I mean, really, you couldn't send me pre-made croutons? I gotta slice the almonds? All that packaging and ice packs, that can't be good for the environment either. Let Chef Daniel do it for you. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook, or are too busy, or have decided to make changes in their diet, and don't know where to start. This is from scratch cooking, in resealable, reusable containers. Ask Shannon, he's used this service. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you like. No commitment to order every week. Daniel can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, and dairy-free. Daniel sources a lot of ingredients locally. He's proud to source and serve a lot of local product. Go to his website, Cantu's Catering, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information or to submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel at 801-359-6035. Oh, Daniel can cater your party or special event no matter how big or small. Ask me or Jimmy about that. He's done that for us before. And you get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. Cabin Fever. Our friends at Cabin Fever. Action figures, playing cards, jigsaw puzzles, gift books, magic, and more. Cabin Fever carries a large selection of awesome giveable and receivable merchandise. They're so much more than a card store. Cabin Fever's been providing customers with hand-picked greeting cards, gift wraps, books, and gifts since they opened their doors way back in 1982. Located at the heart of Trolley Square, the corner of 500 South and 700 East, Cabin Fever has been helping the meek, the geek, and the freak since day one. Stop by and see what's in store. They're currently getting in their spring merchandise. Cabin Fever prides itself on hand-picking every item for the store, from books to greeting cards to action figures, all of it. Even their wrapping paper and bows. Stop by, say hi, tell them Geek Show says hey. They love to hear from the Geek Show customers. Since 1982, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a card store. 
Hi, I'm JD. I'm Peterson. This is Spencer. And we're the 3-Bit Gamer Show, where we fight about video games. No, we don't. Yeah, we really do. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at 3-Bit Gamer Show. Pants are optional. Broken news. Welcome to it. Woo! Shit. Name of the episode is, or whatever. <laughs> it's the name of the episode, or whatever. I yeah, I know exactly where that came from. Uh, uh, joining me for broken news is, uh, of course, uh, Jimmy, Jay, and Counts. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Hi. <laughs> is it morning? It's yeah. Two p.m. Oh, yeah, he's no, having... man. I, I stayed. In, I've been watching Riverdale. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like no. Like I got sucked into that shit. I fucking love it. Really? You and Chan should have some viewing parties. I think yeah, it's the only other one who likes it. Yeah. No, Chan's been watching you. Yeah. I just never thought. I was like, white people got some problems. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, was just, I was like, God damn. What, like, but yeah, you, so don't, you don't seem like the demographic. Yeah. You know? You know, it never appealed to me as a kid. Like, my dad well, was no. like, taking a comment. I'm like, what the fuck do I want to read about that shit? <laughs> That's funny. Two people that love each other. See, and, and my, my aunt had a, had a shitload of Archie comics. And when she moved away to go to college, she just gave them, gave them to me because Carrie likes comics, yeah. you know. And I'm like, whatever, dumpster. And, <laughs> and you know, I, I I just started reading them and I read them all. I didn't thoroughly enjoy them. Yeah, but, <laughs> it was something to do. But it was something to read, you exactly. know. Exactly. And and there was but there was Betty and Veronica, mm. and that was. That's nice. But yeah, then, no, but nice. then now yeah. that I think about those old Archie comics, Jay, you're not the demographic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I'm not the demographic, but I watch, like I turned it on because you know how Netflix just like, yeah, suggests exactly. shit, and I'm yeah. like, all right, because I'm and I know I'm in my mind. I was like, I'm not gonna watch this because I just need something on when I do homework. You know, I, I like mm-hmm. and when I write, I like just having something on. Yeah. Holy shit, I'm like sucked into this shit. <laughs> Fucking Molly Ringwald showed up. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the years have been good to you. You look amazing. It turns out Netflix knows you pretty well, Jim. Yeah, I, oh. and I've been catching up on Joel McHale. Like a, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy got, Jimmy got me it's, on It's that. great to have the suit yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> He's okay, had a pretty good guest on there, too. So, so let me just ask you, though, because I haven't watched the Riverdale yet. Um, because I was wondering how the most major obstacle was going to be Jughead's hat, because yeah. those hats that he w- oh, they, that he wore yeah. in the comic book were based on this real old style. It was a felt hat, yeah. and it had these pointy things around it. I yeah. had one as a yeah. kid, you know. I mean, it was like, <laughs> and oh, it's I'm in like, there. I'm like, there's no way they're going to have that hat. That hat? And I don't know if it's that hat, but they do have a, a cloth. Well, I mean, he wears a hat, right? Yeah, yeah. It's more like a, just like a winter it's hat. Like a, it's like, like a, a beanie. Hat. Okay, yeah, well, then it's, then it's nothing yeah. like that. Yeah. No, it's not like that court jester thing that the you're court talking je- about. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Bells on it shit. Like, yeah. there's no fucking way they're doing that. No, but they, they, they do that a little nod. All right. I, 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 yeah, God. I went from <laughs> so weird to February is Black History Month, Black Panther, now I'm like, Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah, Riverdale. So weird to me. Trust me. That's why I love you. That's why I love you. <laughs> all right. Jay embraces all cultures. Um, <laughs> Give me that Christian side hug. <laughs> Boom. All right. Let's let's start with the big the big thing that happened this week. I almost didn't watch it. I same here. See, yeah. Same here. And I was gonna smack both of you if you didn't. I, I almost I've watched it probably about thirty times since <laughs> yeah, I almost no, didn't watch like, it a tenth it time. Posted, and I was like, I don't know. Well oh, for me, because like I know I'm gonna see it. It took me three seconds to hit play. It was uh 
I was just down in LA and we, and like you know somebody's like oh like you, if I'm assuming right what you're talking about is uh, the Avengers trailer exactly yes Infinity War and someone goes the trailer comes up tomorrow and I was like ah oh, God you know. Like the junk, it's like in a month, and I don't even yeah. know if I even have it. But it, and, we, and you we, were all about I'm not watching trailers a yeah. month before, you know. And I told Counts this, and I said, uh, "Yeah, I almost didn't watch it." He's like, "Yeah," and it, I, I agree with him. He said, "What? Uh, they're kind of an art amongst themselves." They are. Yeah, and I yeah. go, "Yeah, I'm watching this fucker." Mar- <laughs> Marvel has perfected the trailer. They they have good people directing and putting those together. Well, yeah. and, and here's the thing about that trailer is that it manages to get you hyped for the movie, yeah. but it doesn't drop any. Plot points Nothing. necessarily. Not really. Thanos is coming to fuck things Thanos, up. Thanos is coming to kill yeah. us. That's yep. all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just. It's I've got just, theories. I've got a lot of oh, theories. Oh, for sure. So everybody's got. Th- but for sure. I, I don't want to really put that much investment into it because exactly. we, we always say that you're going to walk in with a movie in your head and you're going to walk out disappointed if it's not exactly. That fucking movie, try, so. yeah. yeah. Well, the, the thing that I that I noticed that was not ever presented. Hawkeye. Well, well, first of all, Hawkeye. Because, you know, <laughs> Where the fuck is Hawkeye? You and I are the only ones who are worried about Hawkeye. I think he's gone. <laughs> he's, in, he's in Ozark. He's in Ozark. He's raising them damn kids. Yeah, yeah, with Jason Bateman, they're right. just hanging out. No, I think he's. I think he's after Ultron. He's taken a, a step back and said, "I got a family." You know, so. I'll have to go back and look and see if he was if he was part of the. Well, no, he's probably on the run. Like Cap and, and Black Widow, if he, or maybe if, they just ditched him because he was. Because <laughs> what if he's he with was, Most Wanted? What if he's with Mockingbird? And... <laughs> because he was in. He was, he was in the raft. He was team with Cap. with yeah. everybody else. He was team and Cap. when yeah. the escape happened, you know, yeah. it's funny. So he's on the run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's think that's be. it exactly. Uh, but anyway, uh, so there was that. But w- I read the comics. You did you read the Infinity Gauntlet? That's it's it's. For me, it's like my Marvel Bible. Yeah. I, I've, I've read it way too many times. I've bought it six times. I've given copies to friends and just like, here, take yeah. this. You'll love this. So there's a line that he says, that Thanos says, that harkens to the comics. And that is, when I'm done, mm-hmm. half the life of the universe will be gone. Half it, the it, life in the universe. Did he say it'll be balanced? Yeah. Well. Which is a little different. He does say half the life in, in the Infinity Gauntlet comic, but the reason that he's doing it, spoiler if you haven't read the comic, mm. is he's trying to appease, appease Lady Death. Death, yeah. Uh, the, the personification of death in Marvel Comics is a beautiful woman. Yeah. Uh, naturally. Uh, <laughs> and um, young adolescents yeah. reading it. <laughs> but, uh, Adole- yeah, adolescent but, dudes. But she, she, never, <laughs> she never speaks to him or says anything to him, right? As I recall. I mean, it's been a long time yeah. since I read that she's, fucking comic. She's been giving him the silent treatment. But she, and, yeah, he's, and, and he's like, he's desperate for to, Lady yeah. Jeff. To please to her. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, it, there's... And it's it's weird. He's not the... Uh, Death, Lady Death has uh, two people that are sweet on her. Thanos and Deadpool. A lot of people don't. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they they fucking. That's right. Which that's their own conflict. Now they yeah. now they did some more Thanos comics just a few years ago where Death was in it and she was speaking finally. Yeah. But but it was in his head. Yeah. That was that was oh it was just such a brilliant story uh, story so device cool. in that he was in fact the Mad Titan and uh, he was imagining the Angel of Death talking to him. Which I thought was just brilliant, and I kind of hope that they maybe do that in this. But I didn't see the personification of death. Maybe yeah. she's—I mm, don't know. I, I think there there's a te- like um, in the Infinity Gauntlet. There's that temple that he has. Yes. Yeah. And floating in space. Yeah. Where it's, it's you'll see on one side there is that little death statue, and mm-hmm. then on the other side there's the light. It's it's an actual. It's it's the same cloak and the hood and all mm-hmm. that stuff, mm-hmm. it's, but it's a woman's face. Mm-hmm. Maybe like we. Legally, we—I don't know. Maybe if that's tied up in the Fox thing or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
No, I think if they got Thanos, they got all of them. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, like, they got to show something. And I, if they if they do have Lady Death in there, and, or if they couldn't get in there, mm -hmm. at least show the temple or, like, this little... Yeah, well, I'm sure... Well, anyway. There's one line of dialogue in there that I, I love. is when he goes, I hope they remember you. And I'm like, oh, God, he's killing somebody. Oh, yeah. He's fucking murdering somebody. I hope yeah. you are remembered. <laughs> well, the oh, way the Jesus trailer's cut, looks like he's talking to Tony when he says it. I think oh, yeah. he was, yeah. It's, I think Cap's taking it. I'm Cap. saying it right now. I'm putting my money down. It could be Cap. Well, yeah. now in the comic... Oh, that's that famous scene where he takes yeah, that punch. Yeah, it's a famous scene, yeah. And he doesn't bl doesn't blink. Just yeah. In stands the, there and takes the punch. In the comic, yeah. everybody dies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody. Well, they, yeah. Had that, they had that premonition. Uh, was it an Ultron? It was an Ultron. When they're all dead on the ground. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that could still happen, you know. Um, maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's where they leave it yeah, that's at the end of part one. Idris is blind, you know. like I mean, like, yeah. that scene still needs... Like, we're finally going to... That's the biggest problem... Probably the biggest thing that... that uh, you know, there's all those theories out there, you know, of what what the fuck was Heimdall tripping on at that party? Yeah. That was, oh, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's basically what it was. Heimdall was at some eyes wide shut party in Thor, <laughs> and he was tripping acid. Is that yep. Tom and Nicole over there? <laughs> all right. And that's in, uh, that's in uh, Ages Age of Ultron. Ultron. And we'll yeah. finally get an explanation for what the fuck that was about. Well, you know what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to go back. And watch them all. Cat's yeah. doing that right now. No, I, I have to do I have to do the same thing with Cat because it's like I gotta. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, <laughs> I mean that's the thing about Infinity War is that it, you had to have seen some previous films. Yeah. This is not one that you can walk into. Yeah. Like with Thor Ragnarok, people were saying I have. Do I have to see the others? I said no, I don't think so. Not I think really. you'd be yeah. fine. Same with Black Panther. You just pay attention. Black Panther, same thing. Yeah. Uh, this is one I think you're going to want some homework. Yeah. You know? See, I, I, I go back to when the first Avengers came out, and you and I did that marathon. Of, mm -hmm. of all the movies, like in chronological order, kind up of thing. to the first one, yeah. to the first one, like that. I don't think we can do that in a day again. Oh, it was no. easier back then. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you, <laughs> it was a lot no, easier like, back then. I told, I, I, I told people that are trying to catch up. I'm like, we have to start now. Yeah, yeah. training starts today. Yeah, you know, yeah. like a couple every weekend, and you might make it. Well, like, uh, but I mean, you'd have to watch because it's not going to go in chronological order. I mean, you act, the the, the well, way to actually. Well, when we watched, it wasn't much chronological the way they were released. There was a supercut that someone had edited all the movies together, and I found the file. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was like, it starts with It starts with Thor. First Avenger. No, it starts yeah. with Thor. With yes. Thor. Because it yeah. was Odin's history, and then it chubs, and then it basically shows all First Avenger, and then you kind of cut in with yeah. Incredible Hulk, and you cut in mm -hmm. with Iron Man. So that's the it, way to watch it? Well, but It was it's, a way to watch it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a... It's a, a fan-made yeah. edit. Someone did it. And I, it's out on the internet I think, somewhere. I don't think I even have it anymore. Yeah. I, but, uh, like, I would just watch them in, yeah. in the order they were released yeah. and call it a day. So it's like Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, Incredible yeah. Hulk, Cat, No, no, it's, it's Hulk's in between. Yeah, Iron that's Man's. right, Incredible Hulk's in between. I always forget, it was funny, that one of the first like cameos that came in was uh, Hawkeye and Thor. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he was introduced. In that's what it was. I was like, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. In, the, he's it, in the basket. <laughs> if you think about the movies that came just before the Avenger movies, it's kind of strange. Like, before the first Avengers was Cap 1. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before the second Avengers was Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. Think about where they'd fall in the, in oh, the process. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind well, of interesting. And there's to... like what Guardians takes place like two years before everything. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So the so when the Guardians arrive in Infinity War, it will be five years after two uh, volume two. Oh. So what the fuck have they been doing for five years? <laughs> They've been hanging out. He's all guarding the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Taking, yeah. taking cases. Taking cases. Yeah. Now good let's stuff. talk about this plan. Good stuff, bad it's stuff. Good, <laughs> yeah. but it sucks. <laughs> so here's the thing about Infinity War: uh, the go see the trailer if you haven't. But uh, this was fast. 
Infinity War has already broken ticket seller Fandango's record for fastest-selling superhero movie in the first 24 hours of pre-sales, and it only took six hours. Someone asked me, and I'm curious what you guys think. They said, do you think it's going to be Black Panther's numbers in it a did. weekend? Yeah. In a weekend, though. Yeah. It, it did. Will. It's done. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Infinity War tops the record previously held by Batman V. Uh, let's see, followed by Black Panther. Ticket launch uh, coincided with the release of the second trailer. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It's destroyed them all. I just want to see the machine that Disney has that just prints out money. I know, right? <laughs> Turn on the machine. Good job. Oh, I'll bet it's faster than that. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, the movie is Marvel's biggest film yet. It combines characters from all the franchises. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's see. I want to get back to the numbers. Topping the second biggest superhero movie of all time domestically, uh, The Dark Knight. Uh, Black Panther beat The Dark Knight. So it's Avengers, Black Panther, Dark Knight, and the money-making God. thing. And uh, if it continues, they're looking at this yeah. Beating them all, and that's what's gonna be continues. funny to, yeah. to, to see on Box Office Mojo because they always, you know, it usually comes out here first, nine out of ten. I know that Marvel sometimes gonna, comes out overseas first, yeah. but it's on that first weekend, it's gonna have worldwide and domestic just go bam. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, it was interesting because um, the 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 big geek announcement that we got. Uh, was overshadowed by this Avengers thing because I think that's how Marvel does it. Sure. They wait for DC to make a big announcement and then oh, yeah. they go, oh yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we got this news from DC. I wish Shannon was here uh, because he might be familiar. I did not read New Gods. Yeah. I, I did not this. read it. Uh, it was, uh, I did some research on it and I remember uh, it was when Jack Kirby and Stan got into a fight and he went to DC. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Kirby. And uh, this was all written and drawn by him. Uh, this whole series of comics, and Ava DuVernay is going to uh, to direct it. I hope it's better than A Wrinkle in Time. Well, th- <laughs> I, I read a few articles, and they said it looks like maybe that she did you know the learning curve on Wrinkle in Time, yeah, and that you know she learned from her mistakes. She's a good director, I, and I, she's going to take Selma. it to there. Selma was good. Thirteen was good. Yeah. That that. Uh, documentary she did about mm-hmm. the 13th Amendment. 13 was... Exactly. Yeah. I never saw that one. It's oh, good. man, I sat and drank a whole bottle of whiskey watching 13. <laughs> yeah, Seriously, go 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 watch 13 incredibly on depressing. Netflix. Is it's it 13 it's depressing as like a motherfucker. Is it 13th? Yeah, the 13th Amendment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. So, uh, New Gods Ugh. is part of the uh, so-called Fourth World Saga, a series of four interconnected comic books written and drawn by Jack Kirby. Uh, mixing social commentary, mythology, and sci-fi, it sees a war between two alien planets, New Genesis and Apocalypse, uh, arrive on Earth when the ruler of the dystopian Apocalypse, Darkseid, discovers that humanity holds the key to the anti-life equation, which allows its user to control all living beings in existence. Hmm. Uh, and this is where uh, the villain from uh, Justice League came from, yeah, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf yeah. He okay. comes from this series. Yep, yep. Uh, the Mother Box, also a device uh, used in the, uh, in the DC movies, comes from this series, uh, from the Fourth World Saga. And uh, she uh, apparently is on record as some time ago when asked about who her favorite superhero is. She said Big Barda. Oh, fuck yeah. It was a character from this series. Okay. And that was before, apparently, she said, I want to, you know, yes to this new gods thing. So she's familiar with the source. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you know, you say, so, if you're saying, all right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not the most DC qualified, but mm-hmm. I am familiar with that whole, uh, there's some interesting characters in that whole 
Cause that's I, where Mr. Miracle comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned from um, yeah. Justice League Animated Series that that and Justice League Unlimited, that shit was like, got got me into the whole Big Barda and Mr. Miracle and and uh, Granny Goodness. Like, Granny that, Goodness is there, yeah. Yeah, if they, if it, they have to. But this is like, you get to see Wonder Woman go up against Big Barda and all this shit. Like, this is where... In the in the cartoon, they had like it was four of them, four of like Granny Goodnesses. Granny Goodness is basically like this. she like trains the the warriors. Yeah, mm-hmm. all these she's she's like this old lady and just trains them, and so she has four of her best girls go head up with Wonder Woman. That shit is all like all out brawl. You got to watch it. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's good shit. So all right, so there, so that was some pretty big news for DC fans. Yeah, that, I sure. mean that's pretty cool. Uh, that is very cool. That good for them. I mean, and and it's really brave of them to be taking this this weird because I mean I went and read through some of it because like I wasn't familiar. I just no. mm-hmm. was a Marvel guy from way back, and so I went and kind of familiarized myself a little bit with it. And it's some pretty trippy, heady stuff. Mm. And it's funny because the if you if you look at the production designs on Thor Ragnarok, they said we went Kirby heavy, and it's true. Yeah. You can see his telltale signature, you know, circle line connecting thing that he always did, uh, and that's all over these characters. Okay. And so I was like, God, if you were to get the same production people, the designers to to do this new gods thing, should they do it? It would look like the fucking comic book. But that's <laughs> the question: Should they do it? It just depends. I mean, I, there's yeah. always been that argument. I mean, you go back to Joel Schumacher. And he's yeah. like, I was just trying to make it look at like the comic. He's like, well, it looked fucking terrible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but, so it can, but Ragnarok, Ragnarok looks great. Yeah. So. So Ready Player One. I had this story all set and ready to go, and it was just going to be one of those that, you know, geek consternation. Steven Spielberg tried to get the rights to Star Wars to put characters in Ready Player One from Star Wars, but he couldn't. And I had this wonderful little story here. The Hollywood Reporter <laughs> says uh, they're talking to S- Steven Spielberg, and he admitted he wasn't able to get the rights to the Star Wars franchise that his best friend created. He said, we couldn't get any Star Wars rights. We tried very hard, and they wouldn't give up the Star Wars rights. And he's sitting there in an interview, and he's next to Ben Mendelsohn. I think it was the press conference. Yeah. And uh, Ben Mendelsohn uh, leans over and says, you really could have called me on that one, Steven. I built the Death Star, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Fantastic. You know. uh, well, that turns out to not be true. It's not true. Not true. Uh, the one that they could not get is, in fact, uh, Ultraman. They couldn't get rights to mm. Ultraman. Before, before I saw it, Egg sent me a text. He's like, just, you got to let me know if Ultraman's in there. He's not. He's not. Ultraman is in a lawsuit. Uh, even, Spiel, even Spielberg can't convince those two parties to settle, Zach, wow. Zach Penn says. Uh, and that's why the Iron Giant comes in. That's for the Iron Giant. Comes that's in. that's uh, where they replace him with the Iron Giant. I think it's a better choice. Oh uh, yeah, this is better. Yeah, it's a way better. Well, choice. Well, you you do get Gundam in there. You, you get do. some Gundams. Yeah, but really? then it's like two days later. There's a clarification on that story. There's Star Wars in Ready Player there's, One. There's Star Wars in there. Spielberg did in fact say yes. There's Star Wars in there, but we we held back on it. Yeah. We 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 went very very thin on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'm trying to find the quote of it. Uh, he, here it is. He said uh, he notes in the interview he was very careful about which Star Wars references are in the film. Given that that franchise is still a living creature that extends well past its film's nostalgic milieu. Mm. He said, that's really part of our contemporary world right now. And even though it began in the 80s, it is so much a part of our real life today in the 21st century. So we asked for some of the smaller items and and Disney gave us everything we asked for. So we didn't ask for much. I think we got R2-D2 and an X-Wing. I... 
is, is I know where seeing. the R2 is. I didn't see it. I mean, this is the movie I, you know, I can't get too far into it, but you... Because you've seen it. I've seen it, and you seriously... I was taking notes there, and I said it in all my interviews. I was like, you know, I looked down, and I know I missed 100 fucking Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. L- looking away for three seconds. Just you know? the trailer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the trailer alone, I stopped. Yeah. And you look at a frame, and you go... Oh Jesus! There's You're a, never going to catch up. There's a great video. It's I forget the YouTube user's name. I think he's redhead with glasses, but he breaks down just like from the first trailer. It's like 25 Easter eggs yeah, that, I, that you that I think you I miss. found all of them in the yeah. first one. Yeah, yeah. Spielberg said that uh, everybody was just more than happy. Yeah. to be a part of this project. Yeah. you know, he he call them up and say I'd, I'd like to use this and this, and they're like, well, yes, Mr. Spielberg. Yeah. And that's really all it would take, I think, is Spielberg calling your your company and saying we'd like to use, and you going, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I will say with the Gundam though, uh, Egg and I were hanging out yesterday, and uh, he goes, well, let me just ask one thing: Do you get to see his saber sword? I go, uh huh. <laughs> so, but I will say uh, just just uh, without re- actually reviewing it quite yet, I just want to tell people this, just so that it, you don't walk into a movie where you have certain expectations. Mm-hmm. This movie is about eighty five percent different from the book. Okay, so, so if you read the it's book, it's very different. I, I read the book like eight months ago, you know, and so to me, like I I made the mistake one time. I think it was with one of the Harry Potter movies where I read the book like a day before I saw it, and all you're sitting there is going, "Why did they do this? Why did they do that?" That's yeah. not how it was in the book. That's what, they, and it takes yeah. you completely out of the fucking movie. Yeah. And Kat right now is like, oh, I'm going to listen. You know, she likes to listen to audiobooks. And she's like, I want to listen to it. I, right when I got home from the junk, I go, don't. don't. You, you're welcome to do it after it. But I'm telling yeah. you right now, you're going to enjoy this movie a lot more if you have not read the book. And that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Is that people who have read the book and love the book yeah. are mad at the movie. It, and, and, and I'm like, then there are people like yeah. Counts yep. who read the book and hated the book. That's me. Yeah. Are thrilled that they did not follow the book. I'm, <laughs> I, I read the book. I will be I'm, thrilled if they don't follow the book. Yeah. I'm indifferent on the book. I was, yeah. I thought it was dope, cool concept, but it was just like, all right, this is meh. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not strong writing. It's not strong storytelling. It's to me, it's a book that was begging to be a movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it relies so heavily on the spectacle yeah. aspect of it, of the pop culture and stuff like yeah. that. And that's what the movie is. Yeah. And so that's what you get out of it. But I just, if you're listening to this now, we've got about two weeks till it comes out. Don't. Don't read it. Okay. No, I'm just telling you right now. After it, go for it if you want to. Yeah. You know, I read it in a day. It's an easy read. Oh, yeah. But, that's uh, what I hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's just, it, you will be, you know, because even though I watched it eight months, or read it eight months ago, there are certain times where I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. oh so we're, I mean, there's, there's a very definitive point in the movie where it, you can go left or right. If we go left, we're going to follow the book. And if we're right, we're, fuck this, we're going a whole different direction. And he goes right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so it's just, that's how it is. So I just, we'll review it later, but uh, don't. We'll don't, review it next week. Yeah. There don't is, don't there read is, it though. There's not a single sentence in that book that's going to sell this movie better than the trailers do. So just stay away. <laughs> All you have to say was Back to the Future and Steven Spielberg. Come on, man. Yeah. I will yeah. say, oh, I will say one thing hmm? just without reviewing too much. Alan Silvestri is your composer in this. The oh, okay. same yeah. composer as Back to the Future. And this well. score fucking screams Back to the Future. It's so fun. Like where it's well, like, you need that. Someone yeah. gets punched. Like, like, that kind of shit. Like, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, oh, and I will say uh, for a movie based on Easter eggs, don't wait till the end of the credits. There's, oh, there's, there's nothing no, there. And just you can leave <laughs> you, once the credits you, you roll. You think there would be? That is incredibly valuable information to right? me. Thank you. That is helpful. It's, it is really nice to know I can just get up and go. Yeah, just, <laughs> just leave. Can we leave? <laughs> that is helpful. I no, did, and they're long credits too because there's so much going on. I'm not on waiting. Movie. All right, good. So. I did that with Annihilation. I stayed for the end credits for whatever fucking Because re- <laughs> I, I think I was just trying to process. Yeah. Like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, I was like, yeah. what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. <laughs> the movie was insane. The movie's, yeah. Uh, well, since the Ready Player One news didn't give you any geek consternation, I found this. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. And this this will, uh, this is uh, kind of upsetting. Um, I know. You're not talking about the closings, are you? 
No. Okay. Oh, that is that's upsetting. That's already making no, me sad. What? What? Lady Death's going to be on, on Riverdale? Betty Veronica and Lady Death? <laughs> no, she's stepping on Jeffrey the draft. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was going to wait. Yeah, I know, right? No, I'm still, I'm still waiting on the information on the Toys R Us yeah. thing. But we'll get that next week. Sad. Uh, but this, sad. Um, uh, addressing an angry fan on Twitter, uh, Dan Harmon, one of the co-creators oh, of Rick and Morty, said that the reason that they're not working on the fourth season of Rick and Morty is that Adult Swim has yet to order the fourth season no of Rick and Morty. Way. Interesting. Uh, he, and this was the tweet that he said. It, you know, he says, I hear you, tough spot. On one hand, it can be challenging, especially with cripping lazy alcoholism, to write a show that hasn't been ordered by a network. On the other hand, the thought that fans like you pay the price, I mean, I'm going to go get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Even though that's coming from Dan Harmon himself, I'm not worried about shit. I'm not. You know why? A lot of people don't know this, but on Friday, as we record this, what it was March sixth, March sixteenth was whatever, mm-hmm. the, whatever yeah. the fuck that day was. Yeah, that one. Adult Swim dropped a video from Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels, um, Mama, um, um, Mama, I'm not living right. Or I forget mm-hmm. the name of the song. Oh, Mama. Mm-hmm. Or please, Mama, don't cry. Whatever the fuck it is, it's a Rick and Morty video. Yeah. Uh, oh, I saw that on YouTube well, or something. And, yeah. and it coincides with their festival that they're yeah. doing. Adult mm. Swim is throwing a music festival. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I'm yeah. not worried about it. Yeah, what, that's what I, I What I yeah. think this is, Dan Harmon is, he can be an asshole. Well, there's that. You know what I also think it probably is? It's probably, you know, it's contract time, I bet. And I'll bet it's that too. And oh, yeah. You're going into, you know, season, what, season four now? Now, see, what? yeah, what's happening here is he's saying that they haven't ordered season four. My guess is, is he said, this is how much season four will cost you. I exactly. guarantee you yeah. that's what it is. And Adult Swim went, oh. And he knows that it's, it, it can, you know, it'll make yeah. its money. I mean, mm-hmm. the fucking places. I mean, mm-hmm. I went to McDonald's the other day and I was like, you know, I got some like nuggets and like, you know, I wasn't even thinking about the sauce. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, what kind of sauce do you want? I'm like, what do you guys have again? And he goes, oh, we've got that Rick and Morty sauce. <laughs> like, like on the fucking box. So yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a couple of packets on it. <laughs> uh, but uh, now Ryan Ridley, who's also involved in the show. Uh, he was talking about how they really take their time. I never understood why everybody, all parties, Dan Harmon, Justin Roiland, and Adult Swim, didn't get their shit together and make the shows fast. I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sure they have their reasons. I think it's Dan Harmon, who is notoriously difficult to work with from what I have read. Uh, He's just saying... Yeah, it's going to cost you. He's running up the price. Yeah, I'll, sure of it. Running the price, but also, sure I mean, you go back and look at season three. I mean, it's going to be hard to top. Yeah, that's it what is. Said. It's a hard season. I mean, and to just it was their best season. Yeah, for yeah. them to like, just want to hammer something out, like mm-hmm. you, you know, they're not going to be happy with well, it. Well, so. it's true. Here's the thing that people just forget about Rick and Morty that makes it so good because it could easily be a show that that's just like, oh, that should happen. Let's go back to normal, you know. And he notice in that garage. There's a box that says time travel stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a nod to Back in the Future. We know it. The whole show is like the a whole weird... Show. Yeah, the whole yeah. show is like a weird nod. But when the fuck have they gone back in time on the show? They haven't. That's true. They've been traveling through space. They've paused time. They've stopped time. They've never gone back in time. It's, well, I mean, that was the, the whole purpose of the, the machine, of the spaceship, yeah. is to go back in time to get the Szechuan sauce. That's why he built it, right? Yeah. Right. But they haven't gone back. Anyway. Uh, they never have. Finally, this. A little bit of good news, and then Jimmy will review some movies for us here. Uh, everyone wants Nathan Fillion to be Captain Tight Pants again. I thought you were going to say Booster Go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I you're, thought you were going to say Mal Reynolds. Yeah, Mal, Mal Reynolds, Captain Tight Pants. 
Oh, okay. Firefly. Yeah. You're going to get it, but not the way you think you're going oh, to get no. it. Oh, what? There's a show on ABC. It's a comedy called American Housewife. That That's I, a great show. That I should not, I'm not the demographic for American Housewife. Okay, no. But I watch it every week. I watch it. Do you know where she's from, though? She's hilarious. Do you know where she's from? She was in the Eastbound and Down. I didn't know it was her. She was the, the what's his name's dream girl. Yeah. Yeah, that was her. I, I, I was I typed her name and all of a sudden like she, you know she showed up from Eastbound. I'm like, holy shit! Like I had no idea that was her. <laughs> and uh, and you know uh, in the show she has two best friends and one of them is a uh, comedian uh, Ali Wong. Oh yeah, who yeah, is not only gorgeous but hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and I need more of her uh, on that show yeah. and in my life. It's but a anyway, funny show. It's a funny show, and uh, he's going to be on that show dressed as. We don't know why. I just, I just his Instagram. It's him in the costume with the hashtag American Housewife. That's funny. That's uh, all we know. Probably go to a con or something like that. All I know. Maybe yeah. Uh, so there you go. Well, yeah. I guess I have to start watching that show. It's uh, it's pretty it's, funny. I like it. Uh, all right. Anyway, let's get to some movie reviews, and then we'll get back to the episode uh, or whatever. <laughs> Where, where do you want to start? Now, I know both of you have seen Tomb Raider. Do you yeah, want to we can start jump there? into that one. Sure. Okay. Uh, so Tomb Raider, like, I mean, the way I, I describe this, this is a genre that's never really worked well in, on the big screen. We've had Super Mario Brothers. You mean the video game genre. Video games, yeah. yeah. Double Dragon, uh, Street Fighter. Double Dragon, Street Mortal Fighter, Kombat. Mortal Kombat, Assassin's Creed, everything in between. Mm-hmm. Never really hit, you know, Leisure Stride. And, like, right. <laughs> um, but this, what's so annoying about it, though, it's because the video game world is... Has, Amped up its game a lot, for sure. Story wise, yeah. you know like that. So, what mm-hmm. the fuck are you like? You know, this shouldn't be that hard right. to pull off. You know, mean, all you gotta do is just find somebody who looks like Laura Croft and just do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I mean, uh, the, and the conceit of Tomb Raider was always Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sure. Yeah. So why don't you just make a Raiders of the Lost Ark movie? Well, then there was that, but then like you go you back know? to the Angelina Jolie ones, and like you know, she's just how short can you get those shorts going? Oh, and those like, were porn. Yeah, it was yeah. just weird. This you know? is not that. And this was if you played the re- I've only played the first one. Counts has played both of the new rebooted games. Yep. And the whole story is not so much like I'm a you know going to look for treasure and stuff like that. It's survival. You know, it's you know the first one she's on an island and she just has to survive. You know, these fucking maniacs that are trying to kill yeah. her. That's pretty much the story of the movie. Yep. They just kind of stuck to it and said, "Look, that's a great story. Let's get Alicia, Alicia Vikander in there, and you know, and we'll just put her in this situation where she's basically just on the run. You know, trying to get away from these assholes." Easy enough. Should be you know? good. Yeah. yeah. And it's actually pretty good. You should, <laughs> you should be able to take that conceit and make it into a thrilling yeah. action adventure. And no one should expect more than that. Yeah. Well, exactly. I've, I've seen people saying, oh, Vikander's way too good for the material. Of course she is. Yeah. What were you expecting? Yeah. yeah. What did you think you were going to see? It's exactly what it should be. Yeah. I, I saw, and speaking of uh, the other actor that's in there, Walton Goggins. I mean, I oh. love that guy. Yeah. I think he's, he's talented great. as shit. I mean, like he can do everything from drama to comedy and, just, yeah. and pulls off and, he's, and he plays such a sinister asshole. Like he's, 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 just, he's so perfect. He's just good for it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and what's funny that he was on, I think Conan and said that he was walking behind Alicia Vikander on the set and he goes, and I noticed how many like muscles she had in her back. This girl put on 12 pounds of muscle yeah. for this thing. She looks jacked as shit. And she's and, only 15 pounds total. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, and I think she's great in it. Is it perfect? No, but it's a huge fucking step in the right direction. Yep. And, and so, uh, yep. you know, the action's fun. Uh, you know, the, the the effects they use are great. I think it's right with it, about the start of the third act. I was like, all right, well, let's let's wrap this up. You know, like this it's, it's dragging a little bit. You know, and so and, and I looked at my watch. It had only been an hour into the movie. And I'm oh, like, and I'm like, okay, so this is you know, and, and it's only maybe another twenty twenty five minutes. It wasn't like that bad. No, it's, but uh, 
So it's got issues, but you know what? I mean, God, it kicks the shit out of any other video game movie that ever came out. All right. So, oh, there you go. So, so go check it out. You know, well, you Brilliant. should you should go see it because apparently everybody went to see Black Panther again again, and uh, Tomb Raider didn't do too well. Did it? Well, the, I saw the Friday numbers, and I didn't. And I didn't. It beat Tomb Raider was ahead by two million dollars. Oh, okay. So it may. I haven't looked at the numbers. The, the last the, the last one I saw was that it uh, the Black Panther finally that took it pulled it. Okay, and it's, I wouldn't be surprised. It's but. much better than you think. Yeah, yeah. It, for a video game movie, like I know that, you know we're, we, it's a shaded history of, of shitty mm-hmm. movies, but yeah. uh, but it's pretty good. So the, if, if if you want more, maybe you should go see it. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I'm at like three stars. I think. Yeah. You know? it's, oh, it's, that's, not, that's that's better than I thought you two were. Two and a half and three. Yeah, that's you know. where we both were today on yeah. on big movie. Yeah. Um. So there's that one. All right. Another one. Love Simon is now out. Um. This is a story. It's about a kid who's in high school, and I'm trying to find his name because he's in um, he's in a few movies. He's in the Jurassic World stuff like that. Nick Robinson, uh, basically, he plays a kid, uh, and he's closeted. He's a closeted gay kid, mm-hmm. and, and no one knows, like none of his family, nobody has a clue. And it's just him dealing with high school, mm-hmm. and he befriends this other person who basically comes out online and says, you know, this is how I feel with that. And he goes, and he replied to him and said. I know exactly how you feel. You know, I'm the same way. Like no one knows that I'm gay, mm-hmm. and so things happen here and there. But well, somebody finds his emails and, bla- oh. and blackmails him oh. and says, you know, you hook me up with that your friend that this girl over here, or I'm gonna tell everybody that you're gay. So and, and it's fucking you know, and it, it I mean it, it's when you really think about it, it's a fucked up thing to do. Like Very. That, you know? yeah. And and I'll say, I mean, obviously it comes out that you know everybody finds out that he's gay, and there's a powerful fucking scene and he's like you you took that away from me that was mine oh you know yeah he basically tells the kid to go fuck himself you know it's a great scene but he's like you know that was like you know that was mine it was it's my choice to tell everybody that i'm gay and you fucking robbed me of it you know and like it's a great scene it's very john hughes-esque like high school wise you know uh you know you got the you know just great friendships in there and stuff like that his parents are played um by josh demel and um Oh, ex Ben Affleck's wife. Um, oh, Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Uh, and so, uh, so and they're they're great in it. And it's just it's really just a, a heartwarming movie. You walk out just with a smile. And oh, it's, good. It's, it's really really good. I'm at three and a half on that. Oh, one. really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's, I liked it. The cat loved it. Terrific. You know, the cat was like in tears there in it like that. And it's it's pretty powerful. And then it's a great. It's, it's a great story. That setup sounds like that. Incredibly disturbing Black Mirror episode where yeah. they, they blackmail that mean, kid. all of them. Yeah, that's true. But the one where that they make that kid go fight people and stuff because yeah. of what, because of what he's done on yeah. on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Uh, and the last one is called Seven Days in Entebbe. I think that's how you say it. Uh, it's a true story. Uh, back in 1976, a plane was hijacked uh, and taken to Entebbe. Uh, but the whole point of it, they were German hijackers, but they believed in uh, basically how Palestine was being mistreated, and the, the UN had acknowledged Israel as a state, and so it's, it's, you know the whole mm-hmm. fight still going on, and uh, and so they hijacked this plane, and and you know it sound the, the way the trailer was, you know, and I always say don't judge a, a movie by its trailer, but like it, it felt like it was going to be a little bit more on edge and like you know um, yeah, I don't know like a thriller kind of thing. Mm. It's not the case. No, very talky, and so you know and. Uh, two great actors in it, um, uh, Rosamund Pike and Daniel Bruhl, who I love dearly. Uh, she is horribly underused. Like that. Really? There's one scene that's fantastic, and I won't ruin it towards the end that she does. And it's like, I was like, they always play those scenes, and you're like, if you got nominated for an Oscar, that's what they're showing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Rosamund Pike, Seven Days, and then they would show this scene, and that's yeah. what the one, but the, it's only like the one scene she gets. Is that an early Oscar prediction from you, No, Jim? God, no. No. <laughs> no, one, no one's getting anything for this thing. <laughs> um, and so that's the thing. It's, like, it's got a great cast, but just it just felt ridiculously underused, very talky. The last 15 minutes is when something actually happens, 
and then you know it's there. So I'm at like two stars. On oh, one, so it's not okay. Not that good. It might start slipping away even more. So <laughs> all right, <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Okay, but I'm telling you, go see Love Simon, and uh, and definitely check out Tomb Raider if you want definitely uh, some action. Uh, and stay till the end of this episode, yeah, uh, because Jimmy interviews uh, the director and two of the cast members of Midnight Sun, Bella Thorne and Patrick Schwarzenegger. Bella Thorne and my Patrick buddies Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, Fault in Your Stars too. That's what this is. <laughs> uh, so stay till the end for that. Uh, but let's now get back to the episode, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. No, that's the name of the episode. Oh. That's what I mean. <laughs> Please to enjoy. Black Velvet Boutique, they've got a special happening right now until the 8th of April, just for Geek Show listeners. Go in today, mention Geek Show, and you will receive 30% off lingerie. That's 30% off all lingerie. Until the 8th of April, you got to tell them Geek Show sent you. All right? They're open seven days a week at 293 South State Street in Clearfield. Don and Leah, locally owned and operated, a sexual wellness resource, Black Velvet Boutique, when it comes to your sexual partner, like any healthy relationship, communication is key. Listen to them. Encourage them to share their sexual needs and desires. But at the same time, don't forget to share your needs as well. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get to your most confident, sexy self. And you can enjoy the best parts of being an adult with intimate bedroom toys and lingerie from Black Velvet Boutique. And remember, inventory reduction time. Visit them now, through the 8th of April, mention Geek Show, and you'll receive 30% off all lingerie. Open seven days a week at 293 South State Street in Clearfield. It's Black Velvet Boutique. Rico, or Kyocera. That should mean something to you, especially if you're looking for a copier or printer, because they're considered the highest quality printers and copiers. And Valley Office Systems can put Rico or Kyocera in your office for a lot less than you probably thought. Plus, the service to back them up. Set up your free consultation at valleyofficesystems.com and find out what it's like to have the best. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a, a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my workout buddy SLC or email me my workout buddy slc at icloud.com one session is twenty dollars if you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time there is a ten dollar cancellation fee and why is that that's motivation and accountability and if you tell sue geek show says hey you'll get half off of your first session my workout buddy slc all right we are back yeah um i got a i got i got a quick little news story here a couple of quick ones 
and then we'll uh, get to uh, this is this is research. I'm very excited yeah. about this. Uh, finding out where you listen to the podcast. What the fuck are you doing while this is on? This is market research. Yes. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. Who, who writes Saga? Love. Why the Last Man? Love mm-hmm. his stuff. Saga is one of my favorite comics of all time. So he, good. He has been for the past few a month or more working on a Silver Surfer movie. What? Ooh. For Fox. No he's been way. He's been working on a script. It's going to be so talky and weird. I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm going to love every second of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently they have two like secret projects over at Fox. One is the Doctor Doom solo movie, which we heard about, mm-hmm. uh, with Noah Hawley. Uh, Legion is behind that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Jeez. And Sorry, then, I, just, I just ejaculated out my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> And clean the microphone yeah. up, and then ow, ow, and then ow. Uh, and then Brian K. Vaughn working on a script for Silver Surfer. So, so that could be wow. something. I wonder if he's going to do the the Mike Allred story, where he's surfing the cosmos with the with that girl with the girl in the polka dot dress. Dan Slott wrote that. Didn't yep, he? Dan Slott wrote it, and Mike yeah. Allred drew it, and yeah. it was just weird and, and bonkers. We, and I must then, find this. And yep. then we got this uh, Umbrella Academy show Aha. that is coming. I think it's on Netflix, I want to say. Ellen, yes. Ellen Page is playing uh, one mm-hmm. of the main characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mary J. Blige what? is going to be in it. She's she good. is going to be Cha-Cha, huh. the ruthless and unorthodox hit woman who travels through time to kill assigned targets. Wow. Mm. It's uh, Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance wrote yes. that. And he, it's so good. He, he wrote a phenomenal comic, and that's what got him my current new series. He's writing Doom Patrol for DC. Mm. Mm. And it's just as fucking bonkers and out there and weird as yeah. Doom Patrol needs to be. It's, mm. it's as weird, but I think a little more cohesive than Grant Morrison's run. Mm. Mary, uh, Mary J. Blige was just in that Netflix movie Mudbound. Mudbound, yeah. And I think she got nominated for an, an Oscar, if I remember right. It was the Golden Globe. No, Was the it? Oscars. Tomorrow. Oh, did she too? I think she got Ooh. nominated. Yeah, she did. Uh, okay, so now we asked, and you answered. Mm-hmm. Sixty-five well, of you. I answered. was curious about because I there are certain podcasts that I can do the dishes while I listen to, and then there are some where you just have to yeah, you just have to listen, uh, depending on the podcast. But uh, so we asked you, the Geek Show listeners, what are you doing? What are you doing while you're listening? What are you to this? doing? Yeah. What What are you doing? Not why, but you know, yeah. what? Dropping a deuce. Uh, <laughs> well, let's see. <laughs> For an hour. <laughs> now, Lee. Yeah. Boy, you're going to be upset about these. this first one. I better not be. It says, uh, this is Andrew something. Uh, <laughs> I tell on Sano. Oh, we, sure. we, we keep the last names. All right. Um, he says, I run a CNC lathe at work. <laughs> Andrew! <laughs> oh, no. Lots of repetition and fine adjustments. It helps me. From getting burned out, but, it's but here's the best thing. There's a there's a comment on it now, and it says, "Steve says me too." We got two of them. We have two guys. Wait, we have two lathe operators. Yeah, I thought all our listeners Just, were cubicle. I mean, so, that means we've only got twelve more people to figure out what they do. How'd they so get 67 comments? The guy, I just, I hope we didn't. Oh, God, we might have just fucked up. What if we spooked them and one of them cut their fingers off? Uh-oh. <laughs> you, realize, you realize the workers' comp claim that's going to get filled out? I was listening to the Geek Show, and the lathe slipped, and I cut off my finger. Oh, well, I'm sorry. What's a finger worth? By the way, that's not my impersonation of you, Andrew, or you, Steve. That's my impersonation of me if I were a lathe operator. All right. Uh, Carrie Dustin, he's a... Uh, Automotive mechanic at one of your advertisers. Oh, okay. the sales play. 
Uh, he says he just he listens to all works on the cars. Well, he laughs out loud. Yeah. There we go. Don't drop a car on you. Uh, <laughs> Alicia, she plays Fortnite or Overwatch and watch my teammates rage when I refuse to mic up because I'm busy listening to Geek Show. <laughs> yeah, you Fortnite's, tell them. Fortnite's awesome. You tell them. Boy, I just I can't listen to a podcast when I'm playing a game. Uh, Kyle, Kyle, he's either fixing phones at work or playing Worlds of Warcraft. That sounds just about right. I mean, yeah, fixing phones, doing something like that, I can listen to a podcast, but if I'm... But it sounds like our target audience as well. Yeah, if yeah. I'm focusing on a game, I just can't. Wow. Uh, sounds guys like we are, have a lot of intelligent listeners. I was going to say, you guys are good. I the next couple, uh, James and Jordan, uh, I, I have a long drive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and that, uh, Mike Neff said that same thing. Yeah. Now, this one's a little troubling. <laughs> okay. Trevor. Oh, Trevor. Reminds me of something I might do, but with like a different movie and a different sound. Anyway. um, <laughs> Drop a deuce. Usually watching a Marvel movie <laughs> oh. with the sound off and subtitles on. Interesting. While you're listening to a podcast. While l- listening to us. Wow. That means that somewhere along his viewing cycle, your voice has come out of Hulk's mouth. Oh. So fucking cool. Oh, that's Sexy. Awesome. Whatever. <laughs> Dave listens to it, to it on the Metro train. Okay. With Berlin. <laughs> the band. Uh, Jordan says, I've got a PhD in garbiology, so I drive and pick up garbage. <laughs> That's what he does. Oh, well. he's garbage. It's the yeah, last good yeah. paying job in America. Yeah. Garbage collection. We make Marie late to work. Oh, wow, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, this would make me nervous. Okay, I hire an electrician. Uh, I listen at work as an electrician. Usually look like a crazy person last, laughing to myself. <laughs> that would freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> Some, somebody, shocked? Somebody's no, hanging out of your wall giggling to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be great when they turn this on. You tell them that's how. <laughs> Change the locks. <laughs> or if it's, if, if, if it's one of our sadder episodes. <laughs> Yeah. He's crying. <laughs> now remember, kids, tears conduct electricity. Oh, no. I agree. Scale is uh, important in model craft. Just up in the attic. <laughs> Jim, I'm sorry you haven't been able to do this the last three episodes. Uh, Jim plays a game called How Long Before Jay Gets Drunk and Won't Stop Talking. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the sequel to that game, it's the expansion pack, is How Long Till Jay Gets Drunk and Passes Out. Yep. <laughs> Takes a nap. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Bridget says, I get ready for work. It's my audio caffeine. Ooh. Oh. Let's strive to be cocaine for her. <laughs> Another long drive. Yeah, so look, people do things and lots of driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody yeah. named Jeff says he faps to it. What? <laughs> what? I, I knew that had to be coming at some point. Yeah, so, so you get, Walking their dogs it's as It's sandwiched Ryan. between Seth and Megan. Seth does database, database cleanup. Megan works. And Jeff, fap. Ooh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Do it, boy. You got this. Either do it or whatever. Whatever. I'm blowing on your balls, Jeff. <laughs> or whatever. How's that feel, Jeff? <laughs> Oh, I like Eric. <laughs> Eric says, I ignore life. <laughs> All right. Hey, it's fun to learn about our fans, huh, yeah. you guys? <laughs> huh? If you guys listen to podcasts, where do you listen to it? So Nine times out of ten. If it's me, either I'm listening to The Broken News, or if I wasn't there for an episode, I'm listening to what was said, and it's usually I put a game on, 
like Doom or something that doesn't have dialogue and stuff that I need to read. Really? Yep. And I'll just listen to the podcast as I play. Wow, I just can't do that. Oh, that's funny. Um, I'm if, always in my car or, or or work in the kitchen, you know, cooking um, or doing dishes. If it's me, um, I would it would usually be eight years ago. Mm-hmm. That's the last time you listened. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I get. I feel weird about it. <laughs> what is it? This show. <laughs> I mean, oh, you mean podcasts in, in general? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I'd be like general? eight, eight years say, ago. I, I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, I only ch- I only listen to this one when I feel like I need to, you know, check do, on a, it. do a, a report. He's, he's doing an air check. Do a quality yeah. check. Yeah. How, how are my grades? Well, we'll talk. <laughs> oh no! Do it. Oh my god, that'd be terrible, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next week. Could you imagine like like uh, his list like like it, I mean like works well with others? <laughs> Does it like, fucking piss me off? Yeah. You're getting a fucking two on that, dick. <laughs> Spills drinks needs improvement. <laughs> Stays awake through episode needs improvement. Sorry, Jay, you got to end. <laughs> uh, yeah, other podcasts. It's usually when I'm at work. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing something mindless on the computer that I don't need to concentrate on. I'll just do it and listen. I, I used to listen to them when I worked at Burt's, like because I'd have all that time to like. Oh yeah, prep. Fucking stand exactly. there endlessly until somebody came in at ten o'clock at night. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like to listen to the there's a Myths and Legends podcast that's right up my alley. And uh the problem is though is I started listening to it if I couldn't fall asleep. And now I've psychologically conditioned myself to fall asleep the second I hear the guy's voice. Oh. So mm. now my my fun time let's listen to cool mythology podcast has become literally melatonin. And yeah. uh wow. so now I don't get to listen to it when I'm driving or anything. That's kind of what I do. I mean I I you know, I just like hear people talking stuff like that. So I would, when I fall asleep, and so what I'll do is I'll take a earbud because cat wants like total silence, and I'll just put an earbud in my ear and fall asleep to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. nice. Hmm. Yeah, I got, I got a, uh, I, I, even though no other podcasts exist, I. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh yeah, what I meant to say is I don't I listen to anything. Yeah, else. I, I, uh, if if podcasts did exist other than this one, uh, I would listen to them in my car because I can't listen to the radio. I can't listen to the radio at all because it's like working. No, oh, sure. Huh. Mm-hmm. So, same. It's, it's, I don't yeah. watch the news. Kind of I, thing. I, 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 That's exactly. why I don't go to that fucking aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> I produce. I produce because of the podcasts. In, they um... yeah, because it's like <laughs> no, work. It feels like fucking work. Oh, oh. In, yeah. in, in in my time, I, I must have produced hundreds, if not thousands, of commercials. And so, when I'm listening to commercial radio, all I'm hearing is mistakes, or mm-hmm. when someone misses yeah. an ox mark, or when their levels are off, or. Uh, it drives me absolutely bonkers. Yeah, or when they use a possessive. But but luckily there are no other podcasts besides this one, right? So no. I don't have to worry. Yeah, about so right. we're it. Well, I'll talk about this one because sometimes <laughs> back, you know, if, sometimes I'm drinking water right now. But like, uh, you know, three episodes and I don't remember them. I'd want to like replay them and like hear it and be like, "What the hell did I say?" That's exactly why I don't I listen, listen to so, them. Man. But there was one time I'll never forget. I was laying in bed. This is years ago, and it was when, it was the whole. Uh, Bring two corn dogs to the recognizer like that, oh, and I was yeah. laying in bed and I started laughing like and convulsing, laughing so hard. And Cat goes, "Are you crying over there?" Go, no. Yes, yes, because I wanted corn dogs. Good corn dogs. I'll tell you what, I would never want to listen to that last episode I was on ever because oh. I was so fucking drunk. Yep. Oh, that, it was just um, disgusting. And I'm like, why would I want to listen to that? <laughs> oh, t- okay, like five episodes ago, that one. No, two like so. The, the last now. third episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Whatever. The one just before our Black oh, Panther. Such a fucking trip. Um, <laughs> Time travel. <laughs> yeah. I would, I'd like, oh, how embarrassing. Yeah. 
Because I, I got home and I'm like, I've, I, can, I don't know what's happening no more. Like, I can't feel my face. Uh, we, dro- we dropped you off where you were going and you just kind of float flounced. Yeah. Where you're, and it's like, it's like, is he float flouncing? Because he's kind of not. That was here. all fucking muscle memory. All of it. <laughs> well, you were. 100%, man. Yeah. My body knew where to go. You opened the door. That, lady, you looked- that lady will keep me safe and fed. <laughs> he opened the door. He looked at us. He said, ha ha. On the door shut. <laughs> that was that. that was so funny. Uh, well, that's that's interesting. Yeah, it's good fun, I, huh? I, I like to. Let's hear, do hear that, that more. Stuff. Let's learn. Let's make this more interactive, man. To learn more. Let's learn more. Because yeah, I it's got, time to learn. I mean, Mr. I got B. I got some algorithms and things like that, but I I just I think I need to just you know this this is the best. This is you want to hear it from the horse's mouth. I prefer it. Maybe yeah. like a just a question like yeah. That. I mean, like, oh I my god, talking horse. Every third episode. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I mean, I got, maybe every third episode I could pose a question. I mean, my guys at work can hand me graphs and numbers and you know and bar charts and things like. that. But do that. we know and their hearts? But no, no, Carrie, no, no. 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 We should know their hearts. We should. We should eat their hearts. <laughs> we will eat their you hearts. You need to calm to the fuck down. I want to eat all the hearts. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Oh, well. Real quick, sorry. Because I, I had the best tasted heart the other I, day. I had such a good heart <laughs> on my burger the other day. No. Mm, heart burger. Um, I saw in the news the other day um, that the lab-grown meat yeah. should be available for purchase by the end of the year for about $11 a patty. Fuck that. That's what I was going to ask you. If yeah. as vegan, this is the third time I've been asked this question this week. Well, that's yeah. probably why, because it was in the news a bunch. Hey, yeah. ask so how many. Ask me how many times I've been asked if I could carry a gun to school. No, at least three. Stop yeah. derailing. <laughs> Stop derailing. I, I have a serious question. Okay, right. okay. lab-grown meat is that still a no for vegans? Uh, well, what's it grown from? Yeah. It's, so it's they, grown from harvested it's cells. Harvested and, cells, but yeah. you don't have to kill the animal to get the cells or anything. So that's an ethical conundrum, isn't it? Yeah, yeah because if, of, if you did not kill the animal to get the cells, and then you and then you grew the cells, I would say that from my standpoint, I would say it wasn't voluntarily given. I was but I'm that. also I'm also not into meat anymore. Like meat is meat. I don't okay, give a shit so where it came from. If, okay, so for that reason alone, you would say nah. No, but I know there are people out there that okay. So here's here's why the long, sad, but really short, abbreviated reason why fresh isn't fresh anymore. Okay, um, the majority of vegans out there have a relationship with someone who is not who's okay. not a vegan, not right? A vegan. So my wife and I, yeah, my wife and I are, are actually an extreme minority where we're the we're both, both vegan. So if I want to go out to eat and I'm Joe Hamburger. Unless that place has a vegan option, my 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 significant other is not coming with me. Right. If my significant other decides they want to go to a place like Frisch that is exclusively vegan, and I'm Joe Hamburger, fuck that noise. We'll get together later. That's sure. like my sister's wife, vegan. Right, and, right. Yeah. So what we ended up dealing with is a lot of singles coming in, and they'd be like, well, I come in because I like you guys, but later on, when we go out to eat later in the week, we're going somewhere where there's a, a, an option for me where Joe Hamburger can get a hamburger. Right. So that's that's ultimately what ends up happening. So there are vegans out there. They're going to get, oh, I want this miracle burger that that's made of cloned meat. I'm going to eat it because nothing died for it. And they're going to do it gladly. They'll mm-hmm. do it in a heartbeat. They'll, mm-hmm. pay, they'll pay $11 a burger. There's a reason why when Wendy's put out their vegan black bean burger, uh, I nearly went out of business that week because... 79,000 vegans in Salt Lake Valley just disappeared from the vegan establishments. They don't have it anymore. No, because it was just a marketing ploy. And, uh, you know. Yo, you beat them. 
No, ethically, I also believe that if you're going if you're going to a place like Wendy's that has a vegan option, you're not teaching them the power of the vegan dollar. You're still buying hamburgers right. and you're yeah. still paying a place that's buying. So ethically, for me, no. But there are individuals that I know that are going to feel less. I mean, we're geeks, right? We grew up feeling isolated because we like geeky stuff. Mm-hmm. To a vegan, it's the same thing. They're the isolated weirdo that that doesn't eat like everybody else does, and mm-hmm. you got to bring special things to the potluck, uh-huh. and uh, they're gonna they're gonna feel normal again. And uh, that's that. Interesting. So honey. Honey, I personally do consume honey, but I get it locally sourced, and I have to know the grower. Oh, uh, okay. I have to know the, the person right. who does the bees because uh, there are commercial bee interests that do uh, bee queen kill off. So queen bee can live six or seven years. Uh. A lot of the commercial bee harvesters, they get them hopped up on sugar water instead of pollen, instead of instead of actual you know natural way of doing it, mm-hmm. and they kill a, a queen off every two or three years instead of letting it go the natural cycle. Oh, okay. So, uh, but I just wanted that whole given voluntarily thing. Uh, well, it, it's there's a couple people locally who they just harvest what's left over at the end of the year, and if that's I mean I don't go out of my way to consume it, but. You know, mm-hmm. I've got a sore throat, okay. and I can get yeah. it locally, and it's yes. ethically harvested. Then, cool. all right, interesting movies, games, and then we'll wrap this thing up here. We're mm. gonna sew it up. Uh, there's really not much coming out. The only two, one big one I see uh, is Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte, The Burbs on Blu-ray. <laughs> the Burbs, <laughs> the Burbs. Oh. Carrie Fisher, yeah, is in that. She's and in the just, Burbs and looking amazing. If I recall, it's Tom Hanks, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Diane from Cheers, right? And uh, what's his name? No. Uh, who's his wife then? Because that was the money pit. You're oh, thinking I'm thinking of the money pit. But the, but Carrie Tom Fisher's Hanks his wife. is in the Burbs. Yeah, in the Burbs. Tom Hanks is yeah. See, I knew okay. Carrie Fisher was in that. Yes. Uh-huh. And then also that guy who was in that. Oh God, we saw him at a party one time. Uh, keep going, I'll figure it out because <laughs> Whoa. I, I can't think of his name. He's uh, an older actor who's in that black and white movie that came out. Walter uh, Matthau. No, okay. I'll figure it out. John Wayne. No. <laughs> So it was uh, Tom Hanks, Carrie Fisher, Corey Feldman, Corey Feldman, Bruce Dern, Bruce Dern, Bruce Dern. Oh, okay. And, oh, yeah. uh, and Henry Gibson, Henry yeah. Gibson, the 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 from Laughing. Yeah, he plays the the head Nazi in the Blues Brothers. Yeah, yeah, this guy, <laughs> Henry yep. Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see, let's see his face. Henry Gibson. Yeah. Oh, that guy. He's yeah. a happy yeah. feller. Yeah, Laughing. All right, uh, games. Yeah, games. Yeah, we got a that few was games. it. The Burbs. That's the burbs. it. Yeah. That's it. That's huh? all he's got. That's all he cares about. So we got some uh, MX versus ATV all out. Obviously, ATVs are gonna win. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> uh, if you like all the base, terrain, man. the baseballs, MLB the Show eighteen for PlayStation. That's usually a good baseball game, I hear. Uh, Detective Pikachu for the Nintendo 3DS. That's a movie yeah. as well. Yeah, it's gonna be a movie as well. Yeah. Yes. And we don't have Detective Chimp yet. Bullshit. Can you believe I this? Agree. Can you I believe agree. this world? Uh, Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom comes out this <laughs> <What>? week. <laughs> Will you please read the name of that again? Nino Kuni 2. Read it slower with a lower Man, voice. Say, Nino Kuni 2. Oh, oh my that God. sounds hot. <laughs> I love me some Kuni. So the first, the, Nino first Nino, the first Nino Kuni uh, game got really uh, good reception. Yeah. Um, it's a JRPG. It was for the PlayStation 3. You play a pipe cleaner. You I, just kind of wiggle around. <laughs> I don't know about that. Looking but, for ducks. Uh, so this second one is finally coming out, and a lot of people are excited for that one. Nino Cooney, too. Ah, Nino, Cooney. Nino Cooney, too. You had me at Cooney. Revenant Kingdom. 
Uh, <laughs> that just makes it wrong. You're like, oh, Nino Cooney, that sounds erotic. That sounds that yeah. sounds exciting. And then you're like, Revenant oh, Kingdom. Man, she pulled some Reno Cooney on me last night, man. <laughs> no, Nino Cooney. Nino Cooney, man, it's great. Uh, but the big one, I mean, that one's pretty big. But the big, big one, everyone's really looking forward to that has an Xbox or a PC is Sea of Thieves comes out this week. Anyone? No, Pirate? no. Pirates? Yeah, you play a pirate. What? Oh, I see. It sounds right. I can't believe you right. haven't heard of Sea of Thieves, Lee. Can I go stop Johnny Depp from making bad decisions? Mm, no. Oh. But it's a it's the first big game to come out from Rare in, oh. in a long time. And uh, it, basically, it's kind of a massively multiplayer style game where you go online and you play a, a pirate and you can all, your friends commandeer a ship and... Go around and can I play Kraken? Do stuff. I don't think you can play a Kraken. Can I play a hammerhead shark guy? Yes, that one. Yes. <laughs> really? No. Oh. <laughs> can I play a ghost of a, a pirate? Ghost pirate? <laughs> no ghost pirate. Oh, yeah. Be a ghost pirate. Can I play a ghost pirate? I want to be monkey? a zombie pirate. Although I think, squid man. If I remember reading correct, correctly, there is. Uh, or maybe will be an element of magic in the game at some well, point. There should be. So you might. You be able can't to play. go to Louisiana as a pirate without dealing with the voodoo. The voodoo. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> that one, that one looks really promising, very interesting. Uh, I will say this: I've watched a lot of videos on it, and the graphics look really cool. It's kind of like got a Pixar vibe, mm. but the water looks amazing. The water physics and everything mm. oh, looks really. Has cool. my game been released yet? Uh, Tofu one? Simulator. Tofu Simulator yeah. Two actually came oh, out last okay. week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, vegan uh, jerky maker simulator. Was Dude, the, just uh, kill yourself now. <laughs> it was the kale, the kale special edition kale version. Yeah, it's called it's it's called uh, Vegan Jerky Simulator Two. Oh kale no. Oh kale no. Oh, yeah. kale no. So you have heard of it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I did the voice work. <laughs> I look forward to playing that. You should and, make that T-shirt for you. Oh, time to make the jerky. <laughs> oh kale no. Oh, Hell no! <laughs> Do I eat meat? Oh, oh hell no! Hell no! Get my shoes, meth mouth. I gotta go make some jerky. Oh, <laughs> uh, hell no! Mr. B, if you would. Well, here's what I'm gonna say. Um, All right. Oh, and, and stay till the end because uh, Jimmy uh, is, has interviews. got. Uh, we got the interviews. It's, it's, uh, he's it's interviewing a big time interview son. show. Yeah. Esteban El Spilbergo. Jimmy Midnight Martin's son. big time interview show. Yo. Jimmy, Jimmy. All right, uh, so I'm just going to ask you, do not eat more ham huh? while you're running a CNC lathe. <laughs> it's just not safe, and we want you to be safe. <sighs> or fucking whatever. whatever. <laughs> I, uh, lathe, lathe more ham, man. Or whatever. Oh. Well, you've stayed till the end. This is where the celebrities come to be interviewed by... Jimmy Martin. They came to me this time. They did. I didn't even have to leave. Oh, they, oh, they came to town. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they were, they're doing some weird tour. All right. Uh, includes malls. So weird. so this is for Midnight Sun. Yeah. Which uh, is not opened yet. It hasn't opened yet, but it's a story about a girl who can't go into the sunlight. And it's a real disease called oh, XP. I've heard of it. I I'd never. I thought it was fake. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I feel like an asshole. So. <laughs> I think I have a little bit of that. Really? Right. <laughs> I think That's, my wife has it, too. She hates the sun. I mean, I enjoy going to tropical places for vacation, but I'm always covered up. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so uh, Midnight Sun. Now, who who are we uh, talking to? What are we, we, we've got the director and the stars. We'll start with the director. His name's uh, Scott Spear. Scott Spear. Where have I heard that name? Uh, he's done a lot of music videos. Okay. Um, he, he's married to some musician. I can't remember her name. Okay. And uh, but he, he, music he, side of things is where I heard. But you'll hear in the interview. Uh, he was here in 2003 for Sundance, one of the first films he ever worked on. Oh, yeah, and he's like, I can't believe you pulled that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's pretty fun. All right, here we go. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you. 
Thank you. You too. Every time I tell somebody about this movie, I explain the plot to them and I tell them about Katie's condition. And they ask, the first question they ask is, is that a real thing? And I said, sure. yeah, it really is. Did you know that XP was a real thing before starting the film? And, or how did you find out about it? I really didn't know about it until until they sent me the script. Yeah. Um, and so and so like everyone, I think you know, I read the script. I jumped uh, on the internet and um, and I found Camp Sundown, which is this incredible program where uh, XP kids get to go to summer camp. Hmm. It's all at night. So you know, to answer your question, it's it's a very real and very serious condition. Uh, it's just so rare. Uh, I love talking with directors because on set, there's also the difficulty of it and also the fun of it. For you, what was the most difficult scene and the most fun scene to film? Uh, you know, I would say the most difficult scene is the, is the scene on the poster because <laughs> uh, because we were out there, you know, shooting with a drone, you know, yeah. to get all the, the big aerial shots sure. um, and, uh, you know, in the wind and the conditions and, and trying to launch these things. And I actually had Patrick and Bella, though, that's actually them, even when they're the size of ants, you know, we had that. <laughs> so they're out on the boat freezing. Sure. Um, that was challenging. You know, fun would be, I really loved shooting in the tank uh, when we did, um, when they go for that swim. Yeah, just the chemistry and the romance. You know, I love, I love first love. I love love stories, and, sure. and they really brought that that great sense of chemistry. I know this is based on a on a Japanese film. It's the adaptation mm. of it. Are you into kind of reviewing or watching original, you know, the source materials of items, or do you just kind of go in blindly and just say I'm gonna do it myself? Well, it's I, I actually did not watch the Japanese film until after we had wrapped, okay. and I did that uh, specifically because I wanted I wanted that movie to be what it was, you know, and, and that filmmaker to have kind of his vision, and, and and I wanted to our movie to stand on its own and be and be what it was, you know, and so I felt like that was probably um, the best way to do it. Uh, and it's a great movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Coming, becoming as a director, was there a particular moment in your life where you're like, I want to make films for a living? Sure, yeah. Um, you know, being a kid growing up in the 90s, watching Steven Spielberg do his best work, <laughs> you know, some of his best work, um, but also, you know, being a, a little kid with uh, E.T. and, and yeah. Jaws. And um, I remember I remember vividly uh, watching Jurassic Park in a, in a packed house, <laughs> sure. you know, when it had just come out. And... Um, and I, just the way that he, the way that that he just controlled that audience and 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 you know took them on this incredible journey, and you laughed and you cried. And yeah. I kind of said, you know, can't be a better job, you know. Yeah. You kind of jumped on my next question. Was uh, I was asking who inspires you? You said Spielberg. Are there any other filmmakers that inspired your craft? Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, Walt Disney. You know, wow. I would say, just, well, just because you know, I, again, you know, the Disney Renaissance was in full force in the '90s, but but then going back and seeing, you know, his entire body of work, um, Steven Spielberg primarily, uh, Tim Burton, you know, yeah. I'm a huge fan of. I looked at your career, especially with this film too. You look like you really like strong female characters, and do you see that tide shifting in, in films nowadays? Yeah, I, you know, because I and I I'm proud of it, and I, and I think I think it's great because I, I really think. Um, you know, there's, especially for a teenage girl, I, I think there's something, you know, and, and not ever having been one, but it feels to me like um, you root for them so much, you know, they're, they're, um, you really get behind, um, especially with Katie, you really get behind um, this girl, you know, locked away from the world, which I think is something that everyone feels, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, no matter who you are, you've, you've had a moment in your life where you feel like you're up in a tower and watching the rest of the world go by. And you can't be a part of it, you know? And so th that, you know, was something that just made me feel like we, we got to tell this character's story. As a director, you're still, I'd say early in your career, are there any genres or actors or anybody that you want to work with or do, you know? Sure. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I'd like to do. Uh, but, I, but I really want 
you know, what I want to be able to do though is is always kind of tell an intimate story, mm. you know, with within within whatever movie you know is is being made. And that was with Midnight Sun. That was the goal was to try and try and do something that felt like um, it it was a very intimate, organic story that everyone could relate to. We talked earlier and you said that you were here in at Sundance. I believe it was two thousand three. So long. I was in film school, was in college. <laughs> Can't um, believe you dug that up. That's the beat. I mean, I, I went to it. So, oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna see. Do you do you prefer like the kind of lower key, like you know that kind of filmmaking? Do you prefer the higher, you know, bigger budget or? or you know, uh, no. Pro, uh, you know, to me, it's always about the story. You know, it starts with the story, and 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 like this, you know, being a love story. It's just, you know, finding a love story like The Notebook. Mm -hmm is really hard actually, I think. You know, I think, you know, you read a lot of scripts and, and to me, as soon as I read it, I, I felt like it was The Notebook, I felt like it had shades of Titanic, I just, I felt like it had that thing that everyone can come to and yeah. so I just thought, you know, let's let's go ahead and make this happen. Awesome, absolute pleasure meeting you, man. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Take care. <laughs> so Scott Spear. Scott Spear. All right, uh, director of Midnight Sun. So now the stars. The stars, parted up. Uh, let's see, you know, we've got two pretty people here. Yeah, uh, you got Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne. She's a Disney kid. Yes. So she's done that. She did some step up movies. Uh, and she's, she's, I think she's like in her rebellious age right now. So she's <laughs> she's acting out. All those Disney kids get crazy. Yeah. Uh, her and then the person you might not recognize him, you'll know his name, is Patrick Schwarzenegger. Ah. It's it's Maria Murray. Uh, Sh Shriver. I, I wish Tony were here. Maria, yeah. Maria Shriver. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask him to answer all the questions in his dad's voice. When I was married to Maria Shriver, <laughs> she's very sharp and pointy. Yeah. Patrick took after his mom and, and the Kennedys. I'll just say well, that right now. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> he got lucky. He's, right. not, he's not uh, Shannon's favorite kid. Uh, no. <laughs> the <laughs> other one. The moon face. <laughs> so here we go. So this is... Uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger and Bella Thorne. And Bella Thorne. Pleasure meeting both of you. Uh, when, I, when I tell people about the story, uh, they, you know, about Katie's condition, they always say, "Is that a real thing?" And I say, "Yeah, it's a real, it's a real disease." Did you guys know that XP was a real disease before, or how did you find out? <laughs> no, I, I found out from reading the script, and then I looked it up and felt so ignorant for n not knowing. I was like, "Bella, what are you doing? Read the news! My goodness, yeah. do some research <laughs> for once." I also didn't know yeah. uh, until I read the script as well. So, yeah. but hopefully, you know, like Bella said, hopefully this film kind of brings some awareness for it and. Uh, you know, helps put some, you know. Funding back together. It's always being cut all the time. People barely know about the disease. I mean, if we bring some type of awareness to it, maybe people will start paying attention sure. a little bit. Filmmaking is one of my favorite things in the world. And so I was curious to you guys, what was the most fun scene to film and the most difficult one to film? The most fun for me was I've always like had dreams about going to like kind of like a ice cream shop when it's already closed. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and we got to go in and they had all the flavors and we just got to go with spoons and just go dig in and get all the scoops, like anything. Yeah, it's like you're going into a whatever ice cream shop and there's no one there, no one's working there and you just get to go behind the counter and just scoop away. Patrick <laughs> is a huge sweets person. <laughs> yeah. so that was like a really fun scene and the fact that we got to do it multiple takes and just getting to keep re-up, it was like perfect. Um, hardest scene for me to film uh, was definitely the scene uh, when you see me and my best friend together. Mm -hmm in the movie um, for the first time and I'm discussing my first date with Charlie. It's in all the previews. That was definitely the hardest scene for me to film. I don't know why. I was having a bad day that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my favorite comedic actors in the world is Rob Riggle and I'm curious what it was like working with him on set. He is literally so 
funny that you're like, honestly, can you stop being so funny? Because I need to like be serious for a second yeah. and I can't because you're just so funny with everything you say. But not only is he obviously comedically gifted, but um, he has so much depth to him. And then this role for him, I feel like is really gonna introduce people to a new Rob. Sure. He can do a lot more than just comedy. What was like working with him for you? Uh, he's, he's so funny. He's hilarious. We have this kind of, um, you know, when you meet your significant other, in my case, my girlfriend's uh, dad for the first time, you know, it's kind of that awkward moment. And he's, uh, we kind of did the scene improv and he was just grilling me left and right with all these just hilarious uh, comments. And I just couldn't take him serious. He was so funny. Yeah. And uh, he was really fun to work with. You're early in your career, so I'm curious, like, is there a genre or an actor or a director that you'd like to work with in the future? Definitely. I'm early in my career. She's been doing this for years. Yeah. I mean, she's only 20, right? You're 20. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, early in her career, she's been doing this for, yeah. you know, over a decade. This is... With uh, a long time ago, still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's still, it's like, uh, you know, she's more of a veteran than a, sure. a beginner at this point. Uh, um, but, yeah, I have so many, you know, directors and actors that I would... Do anything, even you know, go work for a half a day for sure. uh, or anything. It'd be amazing. Christopher Nolan or a Tarantino or a Spielberg. You know, at USC, Junior I did film Mo. school, so uh, I did an intense study on Hitchcock and then Spielberg, and how it influenced him. So I watched every Spielberg movie in the in the course of a few weeks and did papers on that. So I love Spielberg, um, and something like that would be awesome. You said Robert De Niro? Guillermo del Toro. Oh, that's yeah. good. Um, Tarantino, of, yeah, we yeah. love we, we love a good Tarantino. I've actually met him three times <laughs> ever I since haven't. I was little. <laughs> and I went to the Whippet premiere and I was like, I don't know, 11. And he was like, you're a rock star. Yeah. And I just looked at him and I've been watching his movies ever since I was a little girl. Yeah. And I was just like... That was Quentin Tarantino. Wow. <laughs> Pretty rough industry. I'm curious what's the best advice someone ever gave you to, to endure it? I mean, don't give up is kind of cheesy as that sounds, but as, you know, acting and, and doing the auditioning and stuff like that, there's a lot of no, 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 and, uh, you know, people putting you down and stuff and just kind of fighting through that and, and um, finding ways to believe in yourself. I mean, for a lot of people, it probably uh, kills their inner confidence and stuff, but to, to fight through that and know that you're worth more and that it's, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel, um, I think for sure. Yeah. I got given very great advice because, you know, so much in this industry, everyone wants you to be this uh, product version of yourself. And, you know, there's definitely times where you question if you should be that as well. And um, people have told me for a minute now, two people told me this, they were like, look, you get here from being you, not from your your publicist telling you what to be, or this person or that person. It's literally you doing this. And and if you're sticking true to yourself, again, sounds a bit cheesy, yeah. but it really <laughs> it really uh, goes a long way with me because I constantly think about oh my image, this you know should change this, and um, and then I always I'm like Bella. No, do you're yourself. not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> do what you want to do, Bella. Awesome. Absolute pleasure meeting you guys. All right. Thank you so much. Very nice seeing you. Yeah. Thank so. you. All right. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's stories behind it that I can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but if you see Jimmy on the street yeah. or in a bar. Ask what I really think. Buy him a drink and say, tell me the story. 
and, of Bella and, and Patrick. And he will. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you for uh, staying through the episode. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank for, you. For bringing these celebrities. And thanks for staying till the end. We'll see you next week.